Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sasquatch socks this morning, but they had a hole in them, so I threw them away. Good. Just make you proud. Did you throw away both of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I have... Even though you don't match your socks? Cat dog socks on. Oh, nice. Yeah. Even though you're wearing all black and you look goth as foot. Yeah. You're wearing cat dog socks. Yeah. You could have a little bit of... I feel like it's the opposite, where you were like, you can be as silly as you want in the rest of your... But sometimes you can't be silly. I mean, obviously I can't, because nobody gives a fuck what I do, but like, yeah. sometimes you can't be silly. You gotta wear, like, corporate shit. Business, I guess, yeah, you do. Business I don't. casual. Yeah. And then be like, but my socks are fun. No one can tell me what to do with my socks. I can. You don't have to listen. <laughs> no. But I can tell you. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Speaking of fashion, someone called me a hipster. I know. In a nice way. Yeah. But I was also like, I guess I just don't know what hipster means. I don't think anybody does. Because I don't have a beard. <laughs> well, no. I you don't, don't work at a either. brewery. I don't even part my hair. Well, you can't. I don't even have, it's not even a fashion mullet. This is like a scuzzy scallet. I'm trying to be uncool. Yeah, but you're just so cool that you I make the that. uncool things. I don't like that, though. Just embrace it. No. What's wrong with being cool? It's just, I don't know. I don't know why it bothers me to be called a hipster, because I feel like it implies that you're, like, trying to be cool, you know? Mm. But uh, I've just dressed and looked this way, like, my whole life. Yeah. Oh, before it was cool? I mean, I know that it sounds like that when you say it that way. Yeah. But yes. I don't know. I don't think anybody knows really what, like, hipster means. Do you remember that time that guy called me a hipster garbage skank? Yeah. (laughs) I do. I got, we got called hipsters. Somebody left, like, a Google review for disc replay. Oh, yeah. People are so dick hipsters, blah, 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 think they're blah. We were like, what? We're just hanging out, man. We're just a bunch of nerds. Like, I don't... Yeah. I guess that's hip, too, though. To work at, like, a retro yeah. media store. Yeah. I don't know. But People y'all just, just were, like, salty. working a job. Right. You know? Like, that's <laughs> just, rude. Yeah. It was just like, uh... I'm just, just at trying work. to sell you copies of Point Break, my man. I don't know <laughs> what you want from me. Why are you so salty about it? <laughs> Why is it... Probably someone who either didn't get the money they thought they deserved for their... Oh, they're trading. Dusty ass shit that they brought yeah. in. Or who tried to work there and we weren't hiring at the time. And he thought it was Would because be he guess. wasn't cool enough. Maybe. He thought we thought he wasn't cool <laughs> enough. Damn, that's some internalized. When in reality there were eight of us that worked there and we didn't get a lot of openings. Yeah. Because everybody wanted to work there. Including us. Right. Whatever. But at least you got called a hipster in a nice way. Yeah, it was nice. So but I was just confused. Yeah. Because I'm just not 
I'm not cool. I'm also old. This came from like an 18 year old. I'm so not I was cool like, enough. I'm, but I'm old. Yeah. Well, I, t- <laughs> what, what do you want? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. You want the youths to be like, man, she sucks. No. Look at her. She's so old. She's trying so hard. Yeah. I just don't want to be seen as a tryhard, I guess. Well, she I'm didn't call you a tryhard. Certainly not. I know, but that, I think that's just what I think of as a hipster. Talk about internalized. <sighs> just take the compliment and go. <laughs> Go where? I was at work. Let's <laughs> just leave. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle of a haircut. <laughs> Gotta go. I think it's funny that two of your clients were talking to each other about you and didn't realize they were talking about you. Well, the other person at first in the conversation, I've I haven't done their hair. They oh. were just saying that they wanted to come to yeah. me okay. because I do all the cool hipster hair. It's true. <laughs> There's this girl that I work with currently that I, the, my first thought when I saw her was, does Bucket Snake do her hair? <laughs> She's got, like, the bleachiest mullet. Oh, cute. And I was just like, hmm. 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 She's rad. She drives a motorcycle. Nice. Wish I had a motorcycle. Do you? Would you ride it? Yeah. Hell yeah. If we ever write a book, <laughs> we should just look at it. Put that picture of you and I on that motorcycle as the cover. Yes. Meet the authors. <laughs> Shit, we can put it on the Instagram. <laughs> That's true. I'll put it on the Instagram, you guys. Yeah. It's a good picture. Yeah. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Hey, it's the show. It's the show. I'm Meat Wedge. I'm Bucket Snake. This is Replay Rewind. Sure is. What do we do here? We talk about movies that we haven't seen since we were kids, or that we've maybe never seen, but that were popular when we were kids, or came out when we were kids. Maybe not even popular. <laughs> There's a lot of caveats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we talk about old movies, try and remember what happened in them. Then we go watch it, come back, talk about it, talk through the plot, give you some trivia. It's fun. We have fun here. This is what we're here for. Yeah, ultimately, we have fun. We're here to be funny, nostalgic, comforting. We're like a nice pair of old socks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're like a blanket with a joke on it. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. It's just written on there. I've never seen this. I'm not saying it exists. Maybe I'm just saying true. if there was one, it would be us. <laughs> what kind of joke do you put on a blanket? I don't know, like Laffy Taffy jokes, or it's like got the joke on one side and the punchline oh, yeah. on the other. There you go. Okay. Uh, I have a question for you. Yes. Were you, and I, I think we've kind of touched on this before, but this is a little more relevant. Were you, when you were little, were you like a monsters under the bed kind of kid? Did you make your parents check for monsters? Mm-mm. before you went to bed no i was way more scared of real life yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i do remember watching i don't know what it was called because i was very little but i watched like a twilight zone type of thing mm-hmm. it was like a bunch of short almost sketches of yeah. adaptations of horror stories okay don't remember anything about it but i just remember that scared the shit out of me yeah because a dude in the story like got scared and jumped out of a window oh and i don't know why that's like still stuck with me yeah that's the only like i guess i just didn't have a lot of exposure to like horror and monsters and stuff as a kid mm-hmm. i was more scared of like drowning <laughs> which is drowning is terrifying yeah i'm still afraid of drowning yeah no sounds like the scariest way to go out yeah not that i remember yeah what about you no the only thing that i can remember that's sort of like that when uh, at my grandmother's house, she had like a dresser, and then she had 
two for some reason i think one of them was for recording i don't know she had two vcrs oh okay next to each other yeah. and the tv was on top of it yeah and so in the dark it just looked like this big like shape with eyeballs <laughs> yeah and so i was like can you just put something in front of the lights on the vcr so that it's not staring at me anymore yes but that's really the only thing like that that i remember uh, yeah like scary dreams that i had as a kid were mostly about my room being full of bugs or something like yeah, that yeah. you know like real life yeah scary yeah. things or it wasn't real life is scary enough when you're a kid it's true yeah i read and i mean this can't be true but also it has to be true because i remember it but i don't yeah. know who would do this but i remember reading in the first grade like a children's version of edgar Allan poe's the cask of amontillado oh where yeah he, like told me about those yeah ones. the one where he bricks that dude up in the wall oh. and it fucked me up for so long Re- what i don't know why is that a thing because i was like why would you do that to a person <laughs> a very small person <laughs> yeah well I, I like i as a child was like why would you put a man in the wall <laughs> oh what yeah. the fuck like yeah so i remember that and just being like but also like who would write that yeah so i can't who imagine read that edgar Allan poe and was like you know what we should adapt this for children yeah i mean i don't know i don't know because it definitely was i mean it was either first or second grade because i had the same teacher yeah so it might have been second grade but but still too small too small yeah and like i know that i was reading at like a higher level than other people by that yeah. point but even so i wasn't reading at like a high school level right. so i wasn't reading like unabridged edgar Allan poe yeah. in the first grade so i it must have been hmm. but why would yeah. you do that anyway speaking of why why do you ask well <laughs> because uh very little to go off of but this week we are talking about little monsters okay have you not seen it either i have not seen it okay so neither of us have seen it no oh boy is this the first time that neither of us like yeah for sure have never seen this movie? yeah i've never even heard of it all i know is that it has howie mandel in it and okay. he's like a monster he's blue oh weird yeah and a little kid maybe fred savage okay or a fred savage type yeah it's not what's that other kid's name limp nicky it's not him because he's in limp the nicky yeah no that's his last name oh somebody somebody <laughs> limp nicky i don't know he's like a famous child actor oh, okay he's in the like the littlest vampire or something so it's not oh. him so it might be fred savage i don't know it's just yeah. some little boy that was like relatively popular yeah i'm gonna go with fred savage sure. in the 90s right the only thing that i know about it when people are talking about it is it's one of those movies that like was meant to be for kids yeah but i don't think that it is that they succeeded and it's very yeah. like whoa this is not for children huh which we kind of specialize in yes. here i feel like so definitely thought we would do that one huh i for wonder that what reason. it's about i truly do not know well, it says little <laughs> it's called little monsters plural yeah i think so so there's more than one yeah i'm pretty sure that howie mandel lives under his bed okay and maybe there's like a is this like monsters inc is he supposed to be sully i don't know <laughs> howie mandel's blue. he's not fuzzy oh he's kind of scaly ew he's like horns and stuff oh. pointy teeth weird yeah but i think maybe there's like a whole monster world maybe i mean this bed? sounds like monsters inc to me yeah i don't know i truly don't know all right I'm right. gonna guess yeah. that it's about small monsters. Okay. <laughs> I like a good I- start. I like the idea of what you just said of there being like a whole monster city under the bed. That's kinda cool. Yeah. Maybe he gets like, honey, I shrunk the kids shrank down 
mm. and goes under the bed. Mm-hmm. Makes friends with the monsters? Oh, I was thinking maybe more like a portal to a monster city. Oh. Not like the whole city is contained, but like you get there. Yeah. So, sort of like in portal. Monsters, Inc. where they go through like the closet doors, but... Yeah. Because it would be cool if it was tiny. feel like, oh yeah, I'm going to love Like everything tiny. Yeah. I My only guess at the plot would be that he like shows up and just kind of makes this kid's life hell yeah because he's like terrorizing things and no one can see right no one can see him, him. Yeah. yeah and so everybody's just like stop doing that and he's like i'm not doing it it's the evil blue man it's <laughs> yeah can't you see this him weird germaphobic evil blue man <laughs> well how did the kitchen get so clean <laughs> <laughs> it was howie mandel howie mandel did it that would be a weird movie but just, just how even know cleaning your house frantically. Yeah. yeah. Hey, he started to get all his chores done. Good job. His allowance goes up. It makes Hell his yeah. whole life better. Sweet. So this is more like the fairly odd parents then. <laughs> I doubt it. Alright. Well, That's, I guess we should watch it. Yeah, let's go find out. This will be a fun, exciting adventure. Or it'll be terrible. For, well, yeah, I mean, it'll be something. It'll be. It'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. While you're going to get some garbage i mean junk food i mean movie snacks (laughs) go ahead and check out our patreon we got bonus content on there for you if you need more bullshit to listen to you do Hey everybody, just wanted to pop in for a second at the beginning here and give you a heads up that at the end of this episode we are going to discuss a fan theory that we wanted to include a trigger warning for child sexual abuse and discussions of that nature. So if that's something that makes you feel uncomfy, once you get to the part where Meat Wedge says, okay, I'm going to talk about this fan theory, just go ahead and just be done with the episode. Thanks, love you, bye. 
The IMDb says a boy discovers an incredible and gruesome world of monsters under his bed. Yes. Yep. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does do that. Yep. That is what happens. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah. It starts out super boring. Yeah. The credits make it seem like a really serious movie. Yeah. Like the opening credits. I know. The which... title screen is like ominous almost. Yeah. But not in a creepy way. Like no. in a, this is going to be a. Like an epic adventure. Or, or or like a what's eating Gilbert Grape yeah. type story. <laughs> and then it's just kind of like, no, nah, it's just gross. No, yeah. So Lil Fred Savage and his brother, Lil Ben Savage. Lil Baby Savages. Have moved in. I've always thought that Savage was a really cool last name. It and is, If I yeah. had to change my last name, I think that's what I would change it to. Hell yeah. But I'm just cutting my last name off and being mononymous from now on. Like Cher. Yeah, so, Meatwedge. Yeah, just Meatwedge. <laughs> so Lil Fred Savage and Lil Ben Savage have moved into a new house in Boston. And he, Fred Savage, doesn't like it because all his friends are far away and things are different and he doesn't like that. Yep. But then he says, it's all a voiceover at the beginning, and he says he makes a new friend named Maurice and everything changes. And like, it starts out in black and white and then it like kind of fades into color, which I guess suggesting that like his life was boring before he met Maurice. I don't know. I guess. But he's just kind of sitting on the porch and they're bringing all his stuff in and the moving guy moves his bike right into the house and i'm like these guys are bad at their job yeah they're just carrying shit in but it's fine so then we see fred's room where things are moved in no boxes everybody's settled yeah right and there are a bunch of gadgets and wires attached to an alarm clock yeah which kind of suggests that like that's going to be a theme and it is maybe a little but not not enough not a lot should have been more yeah yeah, because we get a very Honey, I Shrunk the Kids Wayne Zielinski vibe out of this, right. where it's like, oh, he messes with stuff. Yeah. And he's electrically inclined, mm-hmm. electronically inclined. No, electrically. He is... Also electrically inclined. Lightning. Yes. And he is. Yeah. But there's not enough. Right. Of it. Yes. But anyway, so we see his alarm clock going off at 1225. Yeah, PM. Which is weird. Yes, it's very dark. Yes. So, middle of the night. He sneaks downstairs and he hears his parents fighting. Yes. About the new house, basically. Pretty much, yeah. The mom's argument is, you're never around anymore. Yeah, and this house is a mess. Right. And the dad's like, well, you wanted the fixer-upper. Yeah, and she's like, I wanted this project that we could work on together, but you're never here to work on it. Yeah. But he's like, well, I want to be here, basically. You know, do you th- he says, do you think I like driving two hours or commuting two hours to a job that I hate? Yeah. And, you know, she's like, I just I just want you to spend time with your family. And he's like, I do want to spend time with my family, but you quit working. Right. So now I have to, you know, provide Work for this more. family. Yeah. But she, yeah, she says, I wish you wanted to spend time with your boys. And he's like, of course I do. I'm a man, not a monster. And she says, sometimes I wonder if there's a difference. Yeah. Which is like... I think meant to be a foreshadowing, but it's not. Ouch. I know. And he says, oh, great. So now I'm a monster. Yeah. And Fred Savage is like, whatever. <laughs> I'm going to go make a peanut butter and onion sandwich. Mm. And not even like some pieces of onion. Like, there is a third of an onion. Yeah. On this. It's like, it comes from a bowl of sliced onions. So clearly something he does a lot. It's gross. Because they are prepared. One of my sign language teachers in college ate peanut butter and onion sandwiches. But he said... You have to slice the onion super, super thin and just put like a very thin layer of onions. No. And peanut butter. No. And he's like, no, no, James. (laughs) Absolutely not. That is not the move. So he takes his little peanut butter and onion sandwich to watch 
some TV that he probably shouldn't be watching. Right. Which implies that this is what he set his alarm for. Yes. To so, get up in the middle of the night so that he can watch yes. a man talk to mostly naked women. Yeah. Yeah. And so it makes sense as to why his alarm is like hooked up to a bunch of stuff because it like goes off, but it doesn't really make any noise. Yeah, like, it's, it's pretty very quiet. quiet. Yeah. Just kind of like. Clunk, clunk, clunk. Yeah. But. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But as he's watching it, we see some shadows pass behind him. Mm-hmm. And then we hear his little brother start screaming yes. for their mom. Yeah. So he's like, oh, shit. I got to get back to my room before I get caught. Right. Which, I mean, he's just watching TV in the middle of the living room. Like, I know. his parents are awake. Yeah. And fighting. Yeah. They're going to hear him. Yeah. Whatever. He tries to sneak back to his room, but he doesn't make it in time. And then we see his very tiny, very cute little brother is afraid because he says he saw a monster. Right. And then their dad comes in, played by Daniel Stern, looking like a crazy person. Yeah, he has, like, the weirdest hair. Yeah. They, like, tried to comb it back. Yeah. Like, straight back. But he has very curly hair. And it looks patchy. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah, he he just looks a little unhinged. And he's got those bright blue eyeballs, which I know he can't help. But then he's wearing these huge glasses. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, he... He does not look like a loving father. No, and he always has the glasses on, too, even when he wakes up in the middle of the night, which I think is funny. Yeah. I know that, like, people who wear glasses are like, oh, if I'm going to go do something, I have to put my glasses on. But to never see him without them is very, like... Yeah. It's just funny. strange. So he comes in, and he's like, it wasn't a monster. It was probably just your mom snoring. Uh, But no, Eric, the little boy is Eric, says, I was awake, and this was a real monster, and it grabbed me, and then it slid under the bed. Yep. And his dad's like, all right, I'll check it out. And he puts one arm under there and then is like, oh, no. Oh, God, something's got me. Yeah. He's like pretending that something has grabbed him. And that's actually very cute because it makes Eric laugh. It makes their mom laugh. Right. Yeah. And then Eric is like, okay, I'll go back to bed. But like, can I have a flashlight? Yeah. And their dad's like, yeah, sure. So he brings him the flashlight. And as they're putting him back to bed, dad and mom are talking. And dad is like, do you think that he heard us fighting? And mom's like, yeah, that's probably what woke him up and scared him. Right. You dick. Right? <laughs> and at this time, we see Fred, Sna- Fred Savage sneaks back into his room. Right. Takes this opportunity to run up to his very cool, attic lofty room. attic room. Yeah. yeah. So, the next morning, at this point, I was like, is Fred Savage real? Because <laughs> like, they haven't they interacted haven't mentioned with him, him They yeah. haven't interacted. He lives in the attic. Like, right. Is he a real child? But there he is. So, they're all sitting around having breakfast as a family. And then Brian comes down the stairs in a little whirl- whirlwind. Yeah. Sits at the table, starts eating breakfast, and their dad is like, hey, Brian, I hope what you were watching on TV last night was worth two weeks of your allowance and two weeks of TV. And Brian's like, huh? I don't know what you're talking about. I wasn't watching anything. I was in bed. The mom's like, yeah, nice try. You abandoned your peanut butter and onion sandwich. And you're the only one who eats that. By the TV last night. So, yeah. Yeah. Eric is just making like, the cutest little faces behind him like oh no yeah overacting as hell because he's like five right it's so cute but we kind of learn that Brian tends to lie a lot because yeah. their dad's like you're not gonna lie your way out of this one buddy yeah you know we know that you did it because whatever we've got the evidence right so he goes dad goes to get a coffee cup out of the cabinet and ice cream just falls out Mm-hmm. like melted ice cream because it's been in the cabinet and it makes a huge mess all over his clothes mm-hmm. which the camera takes about 24 minutes to examine yeah it's... it gets so close to him yeah and, like starts at his waistband and just pans up right for so long for so long and then to his like angry crazy face yeah it's <laughs> like okay i'm very uncomfortable right now 
you know, and then Brian's like, okay, I, d- I had a peanut butter and onion sandwich. Right. But I did not eat ice cream. It, th- that part wasn't me. I swear, okay, I was lying about the other part, yeah. but I did do it. But this one, not me. Swear to God. Obviously, no one believes him. Right. Dad leaves angrily. Yeah, he has to go change clothes because he's late to work. So Brian is like sitting on the stairs mm-hmm. being sad. And his mom comes over and she's like, oh, are you sad that you mo- that we moved here? And he's like, yeah, I hate it here. Yeah. None of my friends are here. This sucks. This place is weird. Like, I'm yeah. 11 and you made me move away from all the shit that I like. Right. And their mom's like, well, our realtor had a kid that was about your age. And he's like, that kid's a toad. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, well, he seemed nice. Right. And Brian says, well, you can invite him over then for milk and flies. <laughs> Like, okay, who wrote this? Cool, dude. Like a 45-year-old trying to sound like an (laughs) 11-year-old? Yes. Speaking of 45-year-olds trying to be 11-year-olds, Fred Savage has the same haircut as Eric Estrada at this point. Yes. And I'm just like, you look like a tiny motorcycle cop. Oh. Put some little aviators on him. Yes. Little helmet. (laughs) (laughs) So as as they're talking, dad is leaving, Mm -hmm. but backs over Brian's bike. Yes. And starts screaming. Yes. So Brian and their mom run outside. Yeah. In like, I don't know, they look like an emergency has happened. Right. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you can walk quickly. I yeah. don't know. They're like sprinting. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think Brian is like, what the fuck happened to my bike? Right. And Holly is like, I better get out there before Glenn loses his cool. Right. Because uh, that's what he does. Exactly. But Brian, again, is like, I swear to God that I put my bike where it's supposed to go. You know, I I put it away like and yeah. Glenn, their dad is just like, whose fault is this, Brian? Yeah, like, oh, cool. Yeah, That's they a have cool a angle. really weird, terrible, awkward fight about it. It's, I mean, it is a yelling match. Like it, yeah, it's awful because Brian is like, no, this is bull. He doesn't say bullshit, but he's just like, this is so not fair. Like I put my bike away. Is their dad's like, okay, you're grounded for two weeks. You don't get TV for three weeks, and. You're forfeiting your allowance until the car is fixed. Right. And Brian's like, how is that fair? Your car is barely dented and my bike is destroyed. And I mean, they're just fucking yelling at each other. I know. The mom tries to step in and the dad's like, don't make me out to be the villain. Yeah. It's like, you kind of are, man. This is the time to, we'll revisit this later when we're in a cooler state of mind. Yeah, less Because he's already late for work. You know, he's got ice cream all over his pants, whatever. Yeah. Ice cream all over your clothes. What is that like? (laughs) Bucket Snake has never gotten ice cream all over her clothing. No. Or herself. Certainly not inside of it. <laughs> Magic. Magic. I'm magical. So the kids are walking to school. Yep. <laughs> and uh, little baby Ben Savage is being cute. Yeah. This is what he does. He's telling this other kid that he's with that there was a monster under his bed. Mm-hmm. And the kid is asking a lot of questions about it. Yeah. It's very investigatory. Yeah, it's 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 good, though. Yeah. Because he's like, wait, so are these monsters, like, everywhere? And he's just like, no, it was just, you know, it was in my room, and then it went under, under my bed. Right. And his friend said, oh, this is an exclusively under the bed phenomenon. Right. And Eric says, yeah, exclusively under my bed. Yeah. <laughs> so they get on the bus, and they're still talking about monsters, but they pass kirsten yeah a very cute little red-headed girl and they're both like hi kirsten hi kirsten and the camera gets too close to her face yeah it's a recurring theme yeah the camera work in this movie is also like is this your first movie they did not take the home alone route they did not build a new house with wider hallways i think they just went we'll film inside of that house and who cares if we're only two feet apart 
<laughs> we'll build inside of the face. Yeah. <laughs> film yeah, from there. That's fine. <laughs> so Brian nearly misses the bus, but he gets on at the last second. And he goes to sit with his brother and this kid, who I thought his name was Tad. Yeah. But it's just because Ben Savage was like, Tad! Yeah. Because <laughs> it's his little tiny accent. Right. So his name is Todd. Yes. But Brian calls him Toad. Yes. Which is fun. So I'm assuming this is the kid from earlier? The realtor's kid? Oh. Or does he just call everyone a Toad? <laughs> I think he just calls everyone a Toad. <laughs> because at first I thought, I didn't realize that it was like a nickname that he was sort of calling him. I was like, oh, he just calls everyone that? Because yeah. Because he had called that anyway. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's the same kid or not. But... I don't think that it is because he is friends with his little brother. Like, they're not the same age. He's his brother's age. Is he? Because they seem to be, like, Eric and Toad. I like calling him Toad. I think okay. it's fun. <laughs> Eric and Toad seem to be, like, very, like, I mean, they're friends, but maybe not. Yeah. Todd seems to be closer to Brian's age than, it's hard to tell how old these kids are. I know. Though. Kids are weirdly aged. Yeah. Fred Savage was probably, like, 16 when this was filmed. <laughs> it's fine. But so Eric says, how come you're ride- You're not riding your bike to school? And Brian's like, because dad ran over it with the car because you left it in the driveway. Right. And Eric's like, no, 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 no. I can't. I don't even fit on your bike. I can't yeah. even reach the pedals. Why would I ride it? Yeah. He's like, well, again, somebody put it in the driveway. Yeah. And Toad's like, it was probably a monster. Right. Because he is in yes. to the mythos at this point. He's just like, yep. So Brian takes his little brother's lunch and throws it out the window because he's mad, which is rude. It is rude, but it's also, it's he's so smooth with it. I know. Like, he's like, oh yeah, snatch, toss, like just whoop, doesn't even look right out the open window. And it's like, well, I mean, it That's, looked cool. Yeah. It was a dick move, Brian, but it did look cool. Dick move, Brian. <laughs> Brian says there are no monsters, mm-hmm. but then a monster gets on the bus. Yes. In the form of a giant bully. Yes. He has classic bully face. I don't know if I've seen this kid before somewhere or if he just I don't know like how you don't know who he is. Oh, I'm sorry. Who is he? He's very obviously Buzz from Home Alone. Oh, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess because he has red hair and it was throwing me off. Does he have red hair in Home Alone? Yeah, it's just really short. Yeah, he's got a buzz cut. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> see my note here. It says, it's very obviously Buzz from Home Alone. You're a girlfriend. <laughs> Woof. I see that now. Yes. <laughs> should read these notes before we record the episode anyway he says who's eric who you know whose lunch is this yeah which eric just hit me in the face with their lunch or whatever right and then he walks straight over to eric well everybody points at him oh does he yeah nobody okay. has this kid's back everyone's like oh there's eric. that one and they're probably all watching them fight too. well then they like, should have well, known that it was brian who threw it out the window well you know just, just this poor defenseless five-year-old child <laughs> they're like that one punch that one in the face you behemoth of a boy so while he's threatening eric the bus driver is like hey sit down and he does not he does not he continues to threaten the boys and brian's like why don't you pick on someone your own size toad says yeah like bigfoot and then the bus driver hits the brakes yeah she just slams on the brakes and makes the bully, bully fall goes down. flying and somehow he like gets lunch meat and like mustard all over yeah because he's like holding it he reaches into the bag and he's yeah. like do you want this back and he pulls out which he pulls out what i'm i swear at the beginning was a slice of cheese and then turns into bologna but that's not important oh yeah i don't know but he's just like holding it and then because he like grabs himself when he falls backwards and right. ends up i mean it's very theatrical and whatever but yes overacting yeah, yeah all yeah. over the place but yeah he gets Mustard and meat. 
Yeah. All over himself, which is the name of my new craft <laughs> bar, Mustard and Meat. Mustard and Meat. It's Everyone... just a bunch of mustards, and then I work there. Ah. <laughs> it's like, you have to bring your own everything else. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So everyone on the bus laughs at him. As they should. And the bus driver says, get back in your seat or I'll destroy every one of you. What? Which we never come back to. Now we never see her again. And then she stops the bus and then the bully just gets off. Right. He was on for one stop, I guess. Yeah. Where'd he go? Because uh, he's at the school. They're not at the school. I know. He just gets off the bus. He's just so humiliated that he's like, I'll walk the rest of the way. So anyway, we get to school. Yeah. And Brian and the bully just immediately get into a fight. Uh-huh. And the principal comes out and is like, what's going on? Yeah. And the bully, whose name is Ronnie Coleman, is like, sir. Just puts on his best. Like, yeah. I didn't do anything. Sir. I was just I was trying just to show. Trying to show Brian here what he did to my shirt. And the he pushed me. is wearing reading glasses and they are under his nose at this point. Yeah, like, they, they like, have fall fallen off all the face. way down and they're like down here. Yeah, but they, did, they didn't even bother to fix it. They were like, it's fine. Whatever. We'll yeah. do one take. But he grabs Brian by his face. Yeah, he like squishes his little face up and he's like, you're new here, aren't you? Let's go talk. Yeah. And then we don't see that happen. But Ronnie says, toodles, Bri. <laughs> nice. And Kirsten is watching sympathetically. Yes. And we can see that she's sympathetic because the camera is in her face. Yeah, it's zoomed in. Yeah. She does look very cute, though. She is cute. She reminds me of um, Max from Stranger Things. Yeah. So then we're in a classroom. Right. And Kirsten is in a closet. Yes. Full of light bulbs. Uh-huh. She has a key to it. Yeah. She goes in there. A very old-fashioned, like, skeleton key. Yeah. Brian follows her in there and is just wildly impressed by the number of light bulbs in this closet. So am I. <laughs> he says, wow, there's enough power in here to light up Yankee Stadium. And she's like, oh, are you out on parole already? And shoves him out of the closet. Yes, fair. But so Brian asks her what she's doing. And she explains that she is trying to train a night-blooming cactus to bloom during the day by using artificial sunlight, except that it's just out during the day, so I don't understand what her goal is, but whatever. Right. Seems to be working. It's in a box, but the box is open. Right, in the middle of this very well-lit classroom. Yeah. Blech. So she has a Polaroid camera, mm -hmm. and Brian offers a suggestion, says maybe you should mount the camera so that you can... When you take pictures of it, they're all in the same place. And then you can make like a little movie out of it, like a right, flipbook yeah, or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. Flipbook. And she's like, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. And he's like, I know. We should work on this science project together. She's like, nope, you can go mooch off of somebody else, buddy. I've been working on this for a long time. Right. Yeah. And he like, he grabs her Polaroid and takes a selfie, which then when you see the pile of pictures of her night blooming cactus, it's missing. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, this will come into play later. But when? Oh, uh, yes. So back to the kids walking home from school. School is over. Mm -hmm. Eric yells at Brian and he's like, hey, if there's no monster, then just switch rooms with me. Yeah. And Brian's like, all right. Yeah. Like, they like double dog dare each other or whatever. But, you right. know, he gives in. He's like, sure, whatever. Well, because Eric says, I'll pay you. Yeah. And Brian's like, cool. I don't have allowance until the fucking car is fixed. So, yes, True. money would be great. So then we get home. We see that the boys are, in fact, switching rooms for the night. So Eric and Toad are going to stay in Brian's room yep. up in the attic. And their dad sends them off and then is being very sweet with Brian. Yeah, you know, he's like, like, I'm proud of you for switching rooms with your brother. Yeah. It's like really nice of you to, you know, let him sleep yeah, in a different room. Yeah, it's cute that you're and... taking this monster thing seriously, you know, yeah. and like, trying to make him feel better about it. And, and then um... he starts to tickle him and they are like giggling and having a good time. Yeah. 
And it's nice that they do have this connection together. But I'm just like, you guys had a yelling match earlier and you're not even going to address it? I mean, maybe they talked about it at dinner, but yeah. I just kind of wish they'd have been like, hey, sorry, I got heated or hey, or we need to fix just something. Yeah. They just like pretend like it didn't happen. That's how I fix problems. Well, fair. I'm like, okay, but what if I tickle you? <laughs> <laughs> I okay, know I forgive that, you. That I messed up your haircut, but... <laughs> Is it because I was tickling you while I was cutting your hair? <laughs> so then we see Todd and Eric upstairs in Brian's room and Todd is telling a very scary story that doesn't make any sense. No, it's just like a whatever. They just hear a, knocking and then the girl gets trapped up. Yeah. And she's dragging herself by her chin. Like, yeah. Okay. But Brian takes this opportunity to scare them. Right. Because he can hear him talking. Yeah. And his story keeps consisting of like thump 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 so right. brian's like okay well i can do that yeah so he goes and thump thumps mm-hmm. on the door yeah and it works they both get scared but then he notices that there's a weird light yeah. in the room so he goes to investigate right and, and it's kind of in disarray the room yeah yeah and then there are some very strange noises coming from the closet where it's like help me please help me yeah oh no help and so he like Opens goes to look at it the closet door and somehow the TV is just sideways in the closet yeah. playing the fly. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. But then he looks behind him. He hears a noise. He looks behind him. Oh, something's under the bed. Oh, it's just the TV remote. And then it gets sucked back under the bed. Whoa. It's crazy. So then the next morning, Todd and Eric find Brian asleep on the couch. And Todd's like, you're a huge chicken. You couldn't even hack it. Couldn't stay in, Brian's, or couldn't stay in Eric's room one night. Yep. And Brian's like, double or nothing. And they're like, oh, yes. And then we get a montage. Then we get a montage. In the montage, we see that Brian is good at stuff. Yes. He takes apart all of his leftover bike parts and attaches them to the bed legs in Eric's room. And he makes it so that the bed legs, like, fold up. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how he sawed through the legs on his brother's bed without his parents saying anything. There's a lot of bed leg sawing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, later it's a little bit understandable. We'll get to it. But yeah. right now, everything is fairly normal. Yeah. So it's very strange maybe that nobody is like allowed to do Maybe nobody is, home right now. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But then we see him absolutely destroy his dinner. Yeah. So that he can get back to work. Makes me uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, so we're learning that this kid is very mechanically inclined. Yeah, he's smart. Yeah, he's yeah. building stuff, making traps. It's cool. It is nighttime. Yep. Brian is in bed, eagerly awaiting the monster. Yep. And his mom brings him a flashlight and is like, okay, why are you in bed so early and why are you being so good? Yeah. Are you feeling okay? Brian's everything like, all right? This is the new me. It's the new me, mom. I got a big day at school tomorrow. I got to get my rest. I got to bed early at 9.15. 9.15 on a school night is not unreasonable. I know, especially because later you learn that he is 11 years old. Yeah. 9.15 is very normal. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of late. Yeah. I was. I don't think I was still up at 9 in the 6th grade. No. I mean, I was awake, but like, yeah. for my mom to be like, why are you already in bed? She'd be like, why the fuck are you still out of bed? <laughs> like, go right. to bed, you know? Get in bed and read your book. Yeah. You nerd. Yeah, that's definitely what I was doing. Oh, again. I mean, again, it's just this trope of like punishing behavior that you want to see where she's like are you okay you're you're being awfully good and i mean you yeah, should like what are you doing yeah you should check in with your kid but if they're doing things you want them to do you should just be like hey thank you have, yeah have a great night yeah see you in the morning don't question it so he's like mom i love you she's like i love you too 
Which, yeah, the look on her face is like, oh, he doesn't say that very often. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, as soon as she closes the door, springs into action, setting a bunch of traps, and he puts a Dorito perimeter around the bed. Dorito perimeter was my nickname in high school. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just, just had like a uh-huh. floating Saturn's rings of Doritos around me at all time. No. <laughs> <laughs> so... During this, like, little montage, the music is so strange. Is it's, it? like, like almost a military, like, drum beat. Like, bump, ba-da-dum, bump, bump, ba-da-dum, yeah. bump, bump, ba-da-dum. And then the weird breathing in the background. I was like, <sighs> <sighs> I did not notice. I'm going to have bump, to go back and listen. Ba-da-dum, bump, ba-da-dum. <sighs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the only song that I can sing in this whole movie. There's not a lot of... It's That's not fine. a musical, so no. I had to do it. Which is good. I think a made musical myself a little lightheaded. Been. I breathe too hard. <laughs> too so he falls asleep. Yeah. It's 5.30 a.m. we see on the clock and we hear some crunching. Mm-hmm. And then some burping. Yeah. And some soft growling noises. Uh-huh. And so it wakes Brian up. He opens like one eye. Yeah. And he readies his trap, which is like the brakes of the bike. Yeah. He has in his ha- hand taped closed and he cuts the tape. And the bed falls to the ground to catch the monster. Yes. But then we hear that the monster is running around the room. Yep, and see its little shadow. Yeah, and then suddenly it's right behind Brian, and it grabs him in the darkness, and then yeah. they start wrestling around. Mm-hmm. So then their dad comes in to see what all the noise is about. Probably, why did I just hear an entire bed fall? Yeah. Yeah. And along with all the human male, full adult-sized man thumping going around in this room. Right. And he opens the door, and it's just Brian sitting on a pile of clothes. Yeah. Covered in crumbs. Covered in crumbs. And so his dad yells at him, which, understandable, it's 5.30 in the morning. Right. It's like, what's going on here, Brian? What the hell am I stepping in? Is this Doritos Jesus? Just yelling at him. My nickname in high school was Doritos Jesus. (laughs) I literally had that written, and I was like, I can't put two high school nickname jokes. (laughs) But I'm glad that you said it. So, at this point, Brian is in a lot of trouble. His dad's given him this big old list of chores to do because he's making such a huge mess, which I think is rude because he can literally clean it up. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I guess you shouldn't condone throwing Doritos around the room. Right, but but if you're like... What if he tripped, you know, and spilled a bag of Doritos? Like, he's not doing anything that bad. Hey, man, clean this up before you go to school, Yeah, you fucking weirdo. Yeah, and maybe mow the lawn. Or maybe we'll talk about it at breakfast and see what the fuck is going on. Also, I have a follow-up question. Why is there a full set of clothing belonging to an adult man in your bedroom? Yeah, shoes, jacket, pins, patches. He has no qualms about that. He's mad about Doritos on the floor, but not where did this fucking leather vest come from that says born to be wild on the back does not give a shit (laughs) so after he yells at him a bunch and then goes to bed brian starts poking the pile of clothes yeah which push back yeah and start growling yes so he traps them under a trash can he like flips it over on top of it and then sits on it yeah but then the clothes like fling him onto the bed and stand up on their own and then suddenly there's a weird blue man in the clothes yeah pointy teeth one earring mohawk yeah weird folded over ears scary yeah yeah he has a bunch of moles on his face yeah and he says "Boo! keep an eye out for monsters and then shoots his eyeballs at him oh and he tries well brian tries to leave the room but he can't because the doorknob fell off yep (laughs) brian says i'll scream and he the monster says good idea go ahead scream then your dad's gonna come in here with a 12 12 gauge shotgun and blow your head off actually i'll scream 
yeah, sure. I'll just get you killed. Don't worry about it. One second. Brian's like, no, 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 no. Okay, it's fine. They're being so loud. They're making so much fucking I noise. Know. I mean, his dad was literally like just down the hallway. There's no way he's asleep again. I know. He's probably in the bathroom. This monster is the most annoying character I've ever seen in any movie. He's so annoying. He's jumping around. He's making so much noise. He's talking nonstop. Like, he has pins all over his shirt, his vest that like jangle constantly. Yeah, he's making so much noise. Like, just him talking, but also, yeah, just being. Yeah. Just existing is making so much noise because he never stops moving. So then he throws a soccer ball at the window and the curtain comes up and exposes yeah. him to the sunlight because yep. the sun's coming up. Yeah. And then suddenly the monster grows horns. Yeah. Like painfully. He's just like, oh no. And then boom, he has horns now. Yeah. Which I don't I don't either. Get? And then he tries desperately to get back under the bed because, you know, obviously the sun is hurting him, but he can't because the bed fell. Right. So the traps weren't to keep the monster under the bed, but to stop it from getting back under the bed. Yes. So I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, he trapped the monster under the bed and now he's going to be able to talk to him or whatever. But yeah. this makes more sense if that if the bed is how they get in and out of the room he was like nope i'm not letting you back under there right which i think is ballsy of him yeah to be like i'm gonna look at this monster and i'm just gonna keep you in my room yeah i'm gonna investigate which he does now in this moment he pushes him backwards so he's standing in the sunlight Mm -hmm. and just watches this monster die yeah he just sits on the bed and says you're dying yeah huh and the monster is like, Brian, please, Brian, help me. Oh, my God, Brian. And he's like sizzling. He's clearly in melting. Excruciating pain. Yeah. And Brian's like, no, you got me in trouble and you wrecked my bike. So, yeah, I'm murdering you. Yep. Like, I know that he's a monster. Yeah. But like, ooh. Yeah, this kid is young. <laughs> and he's just like, oh, consequences well, for your actions, bud. Yep. You got me in trouble. And you know what? My dad yells at me, so I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder you. Hmm. straight up straight up was like you're dying cool gonna watch that happen yeah so he begs some more while crying yep it really reminds me of who framed roger rabbit yeah when the bad guy like melts yeah blah, 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 blah. yeah that's it's what hard. it looks like though it's hard to watch so he dies yep yeah he fucking killed him brian you happy now yeah i guess he actually no he goes damn yeah and then takes all of the monster's clothes and Pushes shoves them, them back under the back bed. Back under the bed. He's like, like, well, guess I'll deal with that later, I guess. <sighs> and then the monster pops back up. Boom! Holding the bed with one hand and wearing sunglasses. Yeah! And he says, hey, bud, the name's Maurice and I'll catch you later. Hey, bud. <laughs> I'm Maurice. <laughs> Can't kill me. He's like, oh, cool. Ugh. But Brian is stoked about this. He's like, oh, hell yeah, I didn't kill that monster. Yeah, he looks excited. Tight. I don't think he's excited that he's still alive because he cared that he died i think he's just like oh cool i can talk to him some more right who knows anyway cut to daniel stern being a useless fucking husband yeah so holly is painting and glenn is just watching tv eating chips and bitching that he can't find the tv remote yep he's like hey have you have you seen the remote around here and she's like uh have you seen a piece of sandpaper or a paintbrush because i'm the only one doing all of this work and he just looks at her and then goes over to the window and is like Brian, Eric, have you seen the remote? I'm trying to watch three different sports things and it's hard without the remote. And they're like, no. No, we haven't seen it, Dad. <sighs> but Useless. We, we also see Brian explaining to Eric that there's only one monster and he's cool. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to move back to my room. Yeah, he's like, don't worry about the monster. He's a cool dude. Like, I want my room back. Yeah. I want the, what does he say? The master suite. Yeah. I yeah, want the master I'll be, suite back. I'll be moving back into the master suite. Yeah. So he does. 
do he, that. He does. Goes back to his room, strings a whole bunch of Christmas lights up. Yep. And waits for Maurice to show up. Yeah. He hears his brother scream. <laughs> oh, mom, a monster. Yep. And, and then, then Maurice. Yeah, it's just like in his room. Yeah. He's just like, hey, bud, how can we switch rooms? Yeah. And then, boom, Brian turns the lights on. Yep. And Maurice turns to a pile of clothes again. Yeah. So Brian's putting it all together. He's like, okay, the second the light hits you, you're a pile of clothes. So why didn't he just do that with the sun the night before? I think sunlight and like artificial light are different. Okay. They must have different qualities because the sunlight the night before gave him horns, like further turned him into a monster and then started killing him. So I think the, like the bedroom lights just turn them into a pile of clothes as like a defense mechanism. Like, no monster here, just this pile of clothes, but the sunlight actually hurts them. Yeah. Yeah, so Brian's like, oh, when, when the lights are on, you're just a pile of clothes. And Maurice is like, yeah, cool, you're very smart, great, thanks a lot. Can you turn the lights off, please? Right, yeah. And Brian's like, yeah, sure. So he does, Maurice comes to life. <sighs> yeah. Like a lot. Yeah. Again, constantly moving, constantly clinking, sits down on the bed next to Brian, keeps scooting closer and closer to him until Brian is squished up against the wall. Yep. But, like, Brian's having a great time. He's like, this guy's fun, I like him. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any friends, so he may as well make friends with this weird adult blue That's monster. True. Yeah. Why not? He just, Maurice sticks his finger in Brian's nose mm-hmm. and eats one of his boogers. Yep. And he says, I thought it was something good, but it's not. Ah. And I was like, <laughs> if I didn't have to watch this movie for a podcast, <laughs> I would turn it off now. This is the point where I said, new rank out. But you have to watch it for this podcast. Yeah. So, moving on. So, a little bit earlier, he said something about, like, oh, I've been doing this for 200 years, blah, blah, blah. You're not going to hurt me. I don't remember. Yeah. But at this this point is when Brian's like, how old are you? Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, I think I'm, like, 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I guess the implication is that he turned into a monster when he was 11. And he has been that way. For like 200 years. That's so sad. That's why he's so obnoxious and fidgety is because he's actually 11. Aww. Yeah. Well, I'm sad now. (laughs) (laughs) Movie ruined. Now Meat Wedge is crying. Yeah, now I'm crying. (laughs) So Maurice explains, hey, I like you. Tonight's your lucky night. Brian's like, let me guess. I'm going to get some wishes. Oh, yeah. Maurice is like, no way. That's some leprechaun bullshit. Yeah. I am a monster. What monsters do is have a good time. Yeah. And he's like, all right, come with me under the bed. Let me show you yeah. all the fun that you can have. Yeah. Brian says, I can't. And Marie says, I hate that word. I hate it. It sucks. And he says, it's like caca to me. Yeah. They say caca a couple times in this movie. It's That's even like, just say shit. Like, it's weirder. It is. It is weird. Yeah. It's very strange. I mean, maybe if they kept saying, now that I know that Maurice is also 11 years old in his brain, if he had kept saying caca, like, maybe it would have been like, okay, you don't want to say shit. But he says shit so many times in this movie that it's like, I don't understand why he, but he's just trying to sound cool, I guess. But he's like, no, you can't jam a basketball. You can't have a grenade go off in your lap and survive. (laughs) He gets an accent for that one word for some reason. But what you can do is take a walk on the wild side. We're going to Monster World. Well, the camera... First, makes its way under Maurice's shoes. <laughs> and at this point, I was sure. like, who directed this and why are they drunk? Because it's the only way to get through this movie. This is the weirdest camera angle I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. But Maurice is like, listen, we're going to a place under the bed. It's a world of your dreams. There's no parents there to tell you what to do or what not to do. 
Trouble is our mantra. Yeah, you can be as messy as you want. You can get back at the people who bother you. 100% unadulterated anarchy. No parents, Brian, can you imagine? So he's like, hell yeah, let's go. That actually sounds dope. This is the point where I was like, I bet by the end of this movie, he learns to appreciate his parents. You'd think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't think that's what happens. <laughs> so so yeah, go to they, the magical world. Yep, they jump under the bed. They yep. go through the floor. But Brian says, first, I need some insurance. And he grabs a flashlight. Marie says, no, 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 no. You can't bring that with you. That's, there's no, no light, no light down there. Like these soft lights, like the Christmas lights are fine. Night lights are okay, but like, that's too much. Yeah. And then he says, okay, you can bring it, but don't show it to anybody. Right. And then whoop, there they go. Yep. Brian's like, I thought the dining room was under my bedroom. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. This monster just came out of nowhere, tells you about this great land that you're going to go to and all the magical fun that you're going to have, and then is going to put you in your own fucking dining room. Whoa. Instead, they're in some place where everything is made of wood and like pallets and just like garbage. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's all stairs dark. and ladders and they all lead to people's bedrooms. Yeah. And there are monsters everywhere. Yeah. And they're all friends with Maurice. And Maurice takes Brian and he says, Let me show you around. And he spins him in a circle. And then he says, Okay, now let me show you straight. This is and then walks really him good. forward. <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty good joke. It's the only good joke in this movie. Yeah. Yep, Maurice is just introducing, oh, this is Sid, this is Owl, this is Riggs' butt. <laughs> Here's Gomer, he has terrifyingly long and disgusting legs. Yeah, they like walk under these like 10 foot legs and then there's just a monster attached to the top of him. He's like, oh, that's Gomer. And you're like, this is disgusting. Everybody here is gross. Yeah, Maurice honestly is the most, like he's blue, but he's the most normal looking. Yeah, and he's the only one who is adult sized. Yeah. And Everybody else is Lil. Yeah. I'm swearing. I know. Yeah, they're just in varying stages of, like, being human, I guess. Like, yeah. It's very strange. But... Like, some of them have, like, noses that are too big, or, like, four arms, or, you know, it's just weird yeah. that Maurice is still so human-y. Yeah. But, Gomer says, any friend of Maurice is a friend of mine, so... At least they're friendly. Yeah, everybody there seems to like him. They're all, like, welcoming. Yep. Um. The next part is when Maurice acts out both parts of a stuffed animal committing suicide. Yeah, he's like holding this giant hippo or rhino or something like that, some sort of animal, and he's like, no, do it. There's so much to live for. And he's like, no, I can't. And he throws him off a ledge. It's just like... Cool. PG-rated movie. Yeah, cool. Great. Suicide. Okay. Great. That's fun. Then we get to an arcade. Yeah, they can't remember the password to get in. Yep. Brian says, think really hard. And Maurice farts. And then the door opens. That's the password. He's like, oh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) okay it's just a lot you know we're just like we're we're getting all of these monstery things you know they're at an arcade and he's like playing this pinball machine and Mm -hmm. he's you know brian's playing it the correct way and then maurice just grabs it starts shaking it and brian's like you're gonna make it tilt and he's like don't you get it bud down here there's no such thing as tilt then he takes him to this giant buffet where there's like all these different foods everything Every craving that you've ever craved. Mm-hmm. Every flavor that you've ever flaved. <laughs> Hooray. Hooray. Eat whatever you want. Yeah. Maurice is just shoving food into his jacket, including an entire cake. Dog pocket. He goes, za! I love za! <laughs> Picks up some pizza, throws, shoves the slices in his pocket, and then yeah. goes, oh, cake! Picks it up. Just He just smashes it against himself <laughs> and then puts his jacket back. <laughs> I wonder how Howie Mandel was doing at this point. Oh, he was suffering yeah through this whole movie no parents telling the kids what to eat Woo! there's a bunch of normal kids in this part yeah maybe they're are they also like guests of other monsters i don't know 
Because they don't ever interact with them. They don't. We kind of get the impression later that having a kid there is not something that happens very often. Mm -hmm. But then much later, we're like, oh, maybe it is. So it's it's not explained. He doesn't talk to any of them. He just uh, ties one kid's shoes together and like makes two other monsters start a fight with each other. And yeah, because he's trying to skip ahead in this line that he's in. Yeah. Which we figure out is like where they get their assignments. Yeah, so, so they someone have is in charge. A job? Yeah. It's not just for fun? Yeah, they have a job. They have assignments to go scare certain people in different cities. Great. Seems so Maurice efficient. gets a brat in Cleveland, an imp in Atlanta, and a twerp in Boston. Yeah. And Brian's like, oh, is there an airport here? <laughs> there isn't even a sky. Yeah. Maurice is like, do you think these idiots could handle an airport? No, it's magic. And he and throws then, a bunch of glitter. He's like, wasn't that cool? <laughs> I feel like yeah. he just throws glass, but anyway. Sure. So they're running around. Maurice explains like time works distance is like time here. And yeah. Time is like a polyester blend with a, something really stupid that yeah, he says. But basically you can just like yeah, run around, get from one side of the country to the other really easily. At this point, I realize Brian is going to slowly turn into a monster. Whoa. Spoilers. I know, but it's very obvious. <laughs> what? It is. It just it saying. <laughs> You're correct. Then we go into someone else's house Whoa. where Brian says, This is like someone else's house. Yeah. Good job, buddy. And they crowd around this sleeping child and say, I bet he's dreaming about puppies and his favorite baseball player. Well, not for long. And he screams at him. Screams at him. And then we get another montage. Woohoo! Mischief montage. They're doing terrible shit. Tracking footprints all over a carpet using some kid's shoes. They're painting a girl's face while she's asleep. Yep. They're putting roller skate. Brian puts a roller skate on the landing, like the middle landing of a flight of stairs and then puts a blanket over it. Yep. You're going to fucking kill somebody. Is going to die. They put uh, saran wrap over the toilet seat, peanut butter on the phone. Yep. Bend golf clubs. Mm-hmm. They have the shower head. Yeah. Earwax in the Q-tip jar. Yeah. Uh, Brian puts chocolate sauce all over Maurice's hands, and then Maurice slaps all over the fridge. Yep. He's like, we gotta do it about three foot six. Never above three foot six. Right. Always against white. It looks best against white. Yeah, so he's teaching him how to be a monster, how to best frame all of these children for their crimes. Brian is having the time of his life, but he must know how it feels. He does know how it feels. Yeah. To have all these things happen to him and then get blamed for him and know he didn't do it. Yeah. So why is he doing it to other children? Because he's a shitty kid. Ugh. This is what happens, though. You know, like, something bad happens to you, so then you inflict pain on somebody else to make yourself feel better. I guess. that's. I mean, that's how shitty people get made, you know? <laughs> I suppose. Anyway, they go back to Monster World. Maurice is like, we've dedicated our whole world to wreaking havoc on kids. Kids really aren't that bad. We're the reason that they get locked in their rooms, and they never get along with their parents or their siblings. And why they get sent away to summer camp. Yeah, Brian's Brian's like, like, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. Love that. Can we go check out a specific person's room? Yeah. And Maurice is like, hell yeah, dude. Oh yeah, I love that you're taking initiative, bud. Let's go check out this dude's room. He calls him bud so much. So many times. And so they go to Ronnie Coleman's room. Right. And they see that he is sleeping with a teddy bear and sucking on his thumb. That's cute. Of course he is. They put cat food on his tuna sandwich. Mm Mm-hmm. Maurice uses his teeth as a can opener to yeah. get the cat food open. Neat. And that's creepy. It is quite he creepy. drinks all of his apple juice. Well, he pours it into his open mouth and then... 
he burps so many times. <laughs> and Fletcher reads the apple juice. Oh my god, he yes. <laughs> come on. <laughs> oh come on. Uh yeah, burps How do we a lot. know that the male voice on that tape is not Mr. Reed himself? <laughs> You're such a better lover than my husband. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I wish we were watching that movie instead. <laughs> I can watch it in my brain right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Keep going. <laughs> I'm talking about this movie. Maurice drinks all of the apple juice and replaces it with pee. Yeah. Monster pee. Yeah. Brian is stoked about this plan. He's just like, oh, good one, dude. Ronnie's going to be pissed. Yeah. And then they go back to Monster World again. Yeah. Brian is having a great time. He's feeling good, but it's about to be sunrise, so he's got to go back home. Yeah. Maurice gives him some sunglasses and sends him on his way. Yeah. Have a great day at school. Never send anybody out without protection, he says. (sighs) Cool. Cool joke. Cool joke for this movie. Cool joke for some kids. So then we see a bunch of kids getting in trouble for shit they didn't do. Yep. It's a bunch of kids getting yelled at. Yeah. We just see the kids and their sad little faces and then hear their parents being like, why did you think it was a good idea to shave the cat? Yeah. We see the little girl who got her face painted and she just has paint on one side of her face and you're like, oh, that's not so bad. And then you realize that there are just words like pee and poo painted on the wall behind her. Yeah. (laughs) Gee, I wonder who did that. It's it's kind of funny. (sighs) Yeah. One dad yells at his very tiny little girl. Do you want to go to military school? Yeah. Remember when we covered Kindergarten Cop and we were both like, no kids get in trouble in this movie. And it's like, it's so nice. It's really a sweet movie and nobody ever gets yelled at and blah, blah, blah. This is making up for it. This is the opposite of that. Yeah. And then we see Brian in class wearing sunglasses. Yeah. And the teacher yells at him about it. Yep. Says, good morning, Mr. Stevenson. I know, but right at the end of class. Yeah, the bell rings. rings, It's like, why don't you just leave him alone? Anyway whatever it's It's lunchtime lunchtime. (laughs) great can't wait for this scene yeah brian is uh sitting outside wearing sunglasses Mm -hmm. kirsten comments on the sunglasses and he's like oh i had a late night yeah which is like i don't know that's what hungover people do yeah 11 year olds who stayed up too late right she's like okay but then we see ronnie coleman walk in kick Mm -hmm. a kid out of his seat and start to eat his lunch yep takes a bite of his tuna sandwich Mm -hmm. realizes it's cat food yeah really needs to take a drink of his apple juice to get the taste out of his mouth yep realizes that it's piss realizes like immediately recognizes because he is yelling he spits it all out all over the principal yeah the principal is walking by at the same time piss (laughs) who put piss in my apple juice and yep. some child in the back goes, ew, he spit piss on the principal. <laughs> and everyone thinks it's so funny. Including Kirsten. Yeah, everyone starts like clapping. Yeah, Brian's like, oh, yeah, all right. And he's like leaning all over on Kirsten and she's like laughing and clapping. And it's just like, I mean, I get that this kid is a bully, but holy shit. No compassion. No compassion for Ronnie Coleman. Yes. So then we're, it's back to nighttime. Brian yep. is kind of pacing around his room. And then we see him go over to his bed and kind of like stick one hand under it. Yeah, he's like fully dressed. Yeah. And ready to go. And it turns out he can get under there all by himself. Yep. He doesn't need Maurice to come up and get him. He can just go. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe he was just like nervous about trying to see if he could get under the bed by himself. 
but maybe he was waiting for Maurice to come get him. And yeah, then that's he was why just kind of like pacing around. That makes more sense. Yeah. yeah. So he was like, let me just see if I can. And then he does. Yeah. And so he's just like, well, fuck it. So he goes under there. And then Maurice is so stoked to see him. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're turning into a monster super quickly. And Brian's like, what? no, you helped me down here. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> sure thing, bud. And then he just pulls his pants down. Yeah. He like sees this other girl looking at him. And it's like Maurice is like, oh, I have to embarrass him. I don't it's, know. It's it's like they're getting too sentimental or like close or being too friendly. And it's he's either just that like, or Maurice is like, oh, I don't want him to realize that he's becoming a monster. Oh, we so he just started him. talking about this. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to like change the subject. Gotcha. Yeah. So yeah, he pantses him and the little girl behind him goes, nice ass. Yeah. <sighs> and then they're talking and Brian's like, my mom doesn't even see me in my boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah. Which prompts Maurice to ask, Hey, Brian, do you have a girlfriend? Is there any cheese in your life, Brian? Brian's like, what? I'm sorry, what? Tomatoes? You know, Madame Wazzles. (laughs) He also says tomatoes. I was like, what? (laughs) Perfect. I'm sure that was slang from 200 years ago. No, no one ever says this. Yeah. But he says, is there anyone besides your mom in your life who wears an over-the-shoulder boulder holder? (laughs) Don't talk about my mom's bra. (laughs) And now that leads us to Kirsten's room. Great. Great idea. Yeah. Maurice is clearly very trustworthy. Yeah. Maurice says, hey, I think your babe just barked. And they're just staring at her while she sleeps. Yeah. And Brian sees that she has a picture of him in her room. And I'm pretty sure it's the Polaroid that he took of himself earlier. And she just like snatched it up to keep it. And so I think that's very cute. I. It looks like a school photo. I think that that is the implication. Yeah. But he has his arms crossed in the picture. Yeah, it's definitely not the picture that he took, but it's like a Polaroid of him. So I think, yes, the implication is that it's the one that... But it looks like a posed, like, school day, like, picture day photo. But that does make him excited because he's like, oh, you know, maybe we are friends. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think that I had any friends. He says, I didn't think anyone liked me. And Marie says, why wouldn't people like you, Brian? All you are is ugly. I do, I do like that he keeps <laughs> calling him ugly. It's very yeah. funny. Because he also calls himself ugly. So it's just like. Right. But then also very handsome. He's just all over the place and it's fun. So Maurice turns his hand into a dog. Mm-hmm. And eats Kirsten's homework. Yep. And then Maurice says, man's best friend. His right hand. <sighs> Kids movie. Tight. It's weird too, though, because. I feel like this movie didn't have a lot of budget because there are a lot of things that they could have, like, expanded on. Mm -hmm. But then when they do things like this, like, when his hand turns into a dog, it looks really cool. Yeah. And it's, like, obviously, like, something that is made. Yeah. You know, it's a puppet of some kind. Right. It looks neat. But, yeah, I think they just had a really small budget for stuff like that. Yeah. So then there's some thunder. And we hear Glenn and Holly fighting again. Yep. Glenn's like, fine, I'll just sleep at the office. How about that? And Holly's like, I literally wouldn't know the difference because you're never here. Yeah, Glenn's like, all you want is my paycheck. Holly says, that's not all I want, but it's all I get. He's like, what does that mean? And she's like, oh, I don't know, Mr. I have a headache. Why do we even have a bedroom door? Yeah. (sighs) So clearly things are not going well. Yeah, because Glenn says, okay, fine, let's not fight anymore. And Holly's like, if we don't fight, what will be left of our marriage? Stellar. Yeah, and this wakes Eric up. Yeah. And he goes to look for Brian. Yeah. But he's not there. Nope, it's just a bunch of pillows and blankets in the shape of a boy. And Eric makes the saddest little face. He's so sad. So we're back to Monsterland. And uh, Snick is here, everybody. 
He is a huge, lumbering, smoking monster. Yeah. He is He is adult size. Yes. And has a big hump on his back and yep. ogre teeth. Yeah. Like the underbite. Mm-hmm. And he always has a cigarette in his mouth mm-hmm. for the whole movie. Yeah. And he just kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, we've never heard of this man. No. But everyone is like, oh, shit, Snake is here. Yeah. And they're all worried about it. And Snake goes over to a boy named Arnie who has a regular set of hands and then a second set of hands that are just holding his own face. Yeah. And Snick says, boy always gets what he wants. And Arnie says, I tried, but my knees hurt. What does that mean? But so Snick is like, well, you know what else is going to hurt? How about when I do this? And jams a thumb in one of his eyes. And then like, he's just like poking like, him in the face and like, hooks hurting him. him and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And Snick says, oh, you're scared of me, Arn. I like that. I love that. It is so creepy it's creepy as fuck and then he tears arnie's head off and it, throws it into a basket yeah and then just like sets a pumpkin on his head and he runs off yeah holding this pumpkin now in his little face hands what the fuck is this entire scene i don't know but it's, it's creepy as shit uncomfortable yes weirdly sexual yes he gets close enough to this little boy's face to like blow his bangs out of his face with his breath and it's it's just it's too much. Like I yeah. was very uncomfortable. And the what whole time. is with the thing about the knees hurting? I don't know. I hate it. Yeah. Ugh. So anyway. Anyway, Maurice and Brian are back, and Brian is upset that Maurice messed up Kirsten's room. I mean, he's a monster, Brian. That is literally his job. I don't know. What why did you think was gonna happen? He thought it was a good idea to go there, but he's like, I can't wait to see her tomorrow. Yeah. But, but but he's not mad anymore because baseball is happening. Hell yeah! I mean, everybody knows. I was stoked for this scene. Yeah, you see a bat and you get excited. <laughs> I'm ready to go. But, <laughs> so Maurice explains, oh, this is Monster Ball. Right. Here's how it works. We go get things from your house that are made out of glass. We set them around in this diamond shape. And then we hit a baseball at them. And then we break it. And then we take it back to your house and you get blamed for it. We get the shit. We break the shit. Then we put the shit back. We do the bashing. The kids get threshing. Ugh. <sighs> Yeah, he literally, I mean, I just, I don't know if we've made this clear at this point. It's a PG movie. He literally says, we get the shit, we break the shit, we put the shit back. Yep. That's a direct quote. Yep. It's fine. Anyway, so then there's a montage of them smashing shit with a baseball, which is like kind of fun or whatever. The best part about it is one of the monsters looks exactly like a tiny Maurice, but it's clearly Ben Savage and it's very cute. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yes. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) So sweet. So then they play the song, I Love the Sound of Breaking Glass, which I actually do like that song. I had never heard it before, but it's very appropriate. Yeah, and catchy. And baseball's happening, and there's a lot of fun monster costumes, and I'm like, this is my favorite scene so far in the whole movie. Yeah. But then the montage is over, because the ball gets hit way too far. Brian chases it down to a very quiet part of this monster city. Yeah, there's nobody around. There's a huge staircase. With a weird statue at the bottom that has a doll head. Uh Uh-huh. And here we meet Snick. Yep, Snick comes back, grabs up Brian, and hangs him over an edge. Mm-hmm. But Maurice runs up and is like... Don't do it. Yeah, I mean, something about... Is this the part where he says something about how Boy doesn't like damaged goods? Yeah. And Snick's like, well, Boy needs a plaything, and Maurice is like, Boy can play with himself. Yeah. And the whole fucking scene is terrifying. Yeah. And weird. And he's like holding him over the ledge, and Maurice is like, yeah, just drop him. Yeah. I... <sighs> I don't get it. But he does He does talk Snick into... At, at this point, too, I couldn't figure out if, like, if Snick was referring to himself as boy or if boy was someone else. Yeah. Because everybody calls Snick Snick, 
but then he only ever says the name boy and I, it was just very confusing but, yeah it's hard to know if he's talking in third person right or if it's another but character. i guess he's not because he says you're afraid of me yeah i love that so he must be talking about someone else right but we don't know who this boy character is he's just named boy but he sets brian down and they skedaddle away yeah and marie says ever since he grew that big hump he's been such a bitch mm-hmm pg movie yeah but maurice is basically just like stay away from the staircase stay away from snake you'll be fine and brian says okay and they move on yep i'm glad we got that out of the way at school the next day brian hasn't slept in (laughs) four days so long yeah (laughs) yeah he is losing it eric is telling todd about how he went to find brian at 4 a.m and he wasn't there and todd is like well maybe he was outside smoking a cigarette (laughs) yeah that's a that's a thing 11 year olds do and eric's like at four in the morning yeah, that's where Eric is like, okay, smoking a cigarette, maybe. He's wearing those sunglasses now all the time. He's clearly a cool guy. Right. But at four in the morning, Todd, be realistic. <laughs> it's uh, not Ben Kissel over here. Start smoking at 11. Yeah. Uh, Brian shows up very late to science class with all five of the students. Yep, just in time to hear Kirsten's presentation. In this scene, the teacher pronounces her name two different ways in a five-second span. He says, <laughs> listen kirsten uh-huh and then he says kirsten this is a one take movie clearly if you fuck it up the first time we move on there are no second takes yeah time for that they filmed this movie in two days yeah <laughs> uh her plant looks really bad yeah it looks just really fake it doesn't look like a cactus no it's not really blooming mm-hmm. it looks sad as shit yeah well whatever the teacher He's... asks for her report uh-huh. on it and she's like yeah here it is yep and she pulls it out of her bag and it's all chewed up yeah, she says, oh, I guess a dog chewed it up. And Ronnie says, you don't even have a dog. Were <laughs> they like friends? Does he know this? Like, for sure? That she doesn't have a dog? Maybe she just got a puppy, Ronnie. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, Ronnie Coleman. Kirsten looks very sad, though, and very ashamed. She, like, puts her face in her hands. Yeah. She's, like, super sad about it. And Brian knows immediately that this was, even though he didn't see it happening, he's like, oh, Maurice did this. Right. And, um, here's Maurice. There he is. Back back in Brian's room. Back at nighttime. Brian's got a light on. Maurice shows up and smashes it. Which like, I guess is the thing that he's been able to do this whole time, but hasn't done. No <laughs> one else does it. Maybe if he moves real quick. I don't know. Yep. But he's like, what What the hell? You got a light on. Is it something personal? Brian's like, yeah, man, you fucked everything up. Kirsten got a zero on her report because of you. Yeah. Which like. Which is extreme. Why? She had the plant. She had all the Polaroids. She yeah. had the report. It's not like she was like, oh, I didn't write it. A dog must have eaten it. She fucking had it clearly mangled. Yeah, and it was typed, so she could probably just print it out again. Yeah, it's probably saved somewhere. At the very least, she's probably got handwritten notes that she's been taking the whole time. Yeah. Like, she put effort into it. Failing her entirely is just Ridiculous. so rude. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Brian is mad at Maurice chewing up the paper and marisa's is like um i was hungry i had a very specific hunger that only hands could satisfy i mean homework homework <laughs> carl <laughs> maurice <laughs> oh man talk about a joke that four people will get <laughs> that's okay only five people listen to this podcast that's true that's like 80 percent. we're doing great <laughs> Maurice changes the subject very quickly and is like, do you like her? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. Like, remember back when you said, hey, Brian, is there any cheese Cheese in in your your life? life. (laughs) And Brian said, let me show you this girl's room. And then was all excited that she had a picture of him. Like, what do you think? 
He's you, 11. He's dumb. Yeah, yeah, you fucking idiot. But Brian says, <laughs> no. <laughs> gross. Gross. It's gross. It's gay. It's gay. It's gay to like girls, actually. It's disgusting. Fellas, fellas is it gay <laughs> to like girls? Then Maurice makes fun of him until Brian's like, go back to your dumb underworld and leave me and Eric alone. Mm-hmm. That hurts Maurice's feelings. Yeah. And he's about to climb under but the then, bed. Boom. Lights are on. Glenn's at the door. Brian, your mother and I would like to talk to you about something. Right. Not about this pile of men's clothing that is somehow in your room now. It <laughs> used to be in Eric's room and now it's in your you room. <laughs> it's fine. We're not talking about that. Come on. I'll give you a ride down the stairs. It's adorable. Don't worry. We're not talking about anything serious. Oh, just kidding. Their parents are separating. Great. Brian does not take this well. He does not. He is mad immediately. And rude, which ugh, I know he's a kid, but it's like, wow. Yeah. Obviously, he just takes it like, well, my parents are doing this to like upset me rather than being like wow my parents are probably sad yeah but i mean when you're 11 you're not gonna think about it that way of like gosh my parents sure have some issues that they should work out but just like oh cool now this is happening right which is how he takes it he's very mad about it he's like yeah because eric doesn't understand why does dad have to go live in the city you know you can just stay here yeah and brian's like don't you get it they're getting a divorce right and eric oh my god god bless him is like thinks it's all his fault i know he's, he's just like, like i'll be so better i'll do better i swear to god i'll be good brian will behave better right brian both of us will be better and that way dad doesn't have to go live far away i know and everybody's crying i know yeah holly's <sighs> like it's not your fault it's not anybody's fault you know right. we're just gonna see if this helps we just have some things we need to work on yeah and we'll be able to work on them better if your dad stays there and i stay here yeah holly's like Things will be better if I don't have to stare at your useless father. He can not go helping me watch sports in the city. Paint this house that we bought together with the intention of fixing together. I don't. Okay. Relationship corner. I can't imagine how a separation is going to help this because she's going to keep working on the house mm-hmm. while he's living in the city. Yep. And then when, even if they work it out and he moves back in, every time she looks at the house, she's going to be like, yeah, I did all this by myself. Oh, yeah, I did all of it. Maybe she just figures she's going to do all of it by herself anyway. It'll yeah. be more helpful to not have him in the look way. Look at him yeah. not helping. She'll just be like, well, he's, you know, he doesn't have to commute. He can save money on his commute, I guess, that he can then send back to us. For paint. For paint. And Who new knows? window screens. Honestly, Holly, throw the whole man out. Agree. So Glenn looks at Brian and is like, Brian, are you all right? And he says, oh, yeah, dad, I'm just fine. Yeah. And storms out of the room. Yeah. <laughs> he goes back up to his room. Mm-hmm. And the pile of clothes are in the floor there, so he turns the lights back off. Mm-hmm. And Maurice is quiet for the first time. Yeah, but he still won't stop wiggling. I know, he's like waving his arms around because he doesn't know what to say, but he still has to like make his presence known, I guess. I wish you guys could see me pantomiming this, but this is an audio me- medium. <laughs> That's yes. fine. But Maurice is like, dude, I, I heard everything and that yeah. sucks. Yeah. And I'm really sorry. And if it makes you feel any better you're the only friends that i have i mean really yeah and brian's like no that's not true and maurice says yeah why do you think i keep coming back if i didn't like you i'd have your parents blaming you for the shooting of abe lincoln which i thought was actually really funny yeah very funny so maurice is like we could do some stuff to cheer you up let's like go visit kirsten or bring her flowers or go to ronnie coleman's house and loosen all the bolts and all of his furniture (laughs) brian starts giggling yeah and he's like all right let's go okay and Maria says, it'll be quick. It's good for your bones. Good for your bones. Like, all right. <laughs> okay, sure. 
So, Monster World. There are a bunch of monsters gathering and all going in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Marie says, ooh, where's the party? And somebody says, there's a nightlight out in the something-something house. Yeah, in somebody's house. So we go, and a bunch of monsters are gathered around a baby's crib. Yes. And the monsters are kind of like, who's this kid? Maurice is like, oh, it's Brian. He's cool. He's really good at this. Yeah. Let me show you. Right. Go on, Brian. Scare the baby. Brian's like, boo. Right. Because he's like, like, boo. Yeah. Come on, man. Scare the baby. Brian is clearly uncomfortable. Yeah. Because he's just like, no, this is a baby. This is fucked up. Yeah. It's a baby. This baby hasn't done anything wrong. Right. And all the monsters are like being very scary. And Brian's like, stop it. Leave this baby alone. Yeah. He starts yelling. But they won't listen. So he opens the door and turns them all to close. But he also has some difficulty opening the door because his arm doesn't work. Yeah. So when he opens, like he tries to turn the lights on, but the electricity is out. That's why they're all there because the lights are out. But he opens the door and that shows that the sun is coming up. Mm -hmm. So there's some sunlight and that's what like touches his arm. And when it does, his arm turns to clothes. Yeah. Ooh. Uh So he goes walking off through luckily his own neighborhood right because they can go to anywhere yeah apparently in the world and it just turns out he's not in des moines right that he's just in his own neighborhood and just like runs on home yeah so he's walking through a yard which we see is todd's house yeah todd is asleep in a treehouse it's not even really a treehouse he's like asleep on a board in a tree it's true it's (laughs) perhaps the beginnings of a treehouse or maybe just that's as far as like listen He doesn't have Rich Tyler's dad, okay? Yeah. He's not getting the full four walls experience. He has He's a got a plank. Plank. It's in, in a, a tree. tree. What more do you want? You want four walls, you go inside the house. <laughs> so Todd falls out yeah. of the treehouse as Brian is walking by and goes, oh, hey, Brian. <laughs> so, um, cool. He did exactly what Richard Tyler was afraid of. Yeah. <laughs> Fell right out but of the tree. But you know what? Tree. He's fine. He's fine. So- being such a pussy richard (laughs) so he sees brian and he shines his flashlight on him and brian's arm disappears into his shirt oh no Ah! so brian goes home quick to do some measuring and he's got his baby book out he said okay when i turned 11 i was this tall measures himself shorter than that oh Uh oh then he weighs himself and he weighs a lot less too or a little less Something is wrong, he says. <laughs> he is sleeping. So he saws all the legs off of all the beds in the house. So, yeah, it's the next morning. This kid has not slept. No, he can't. Holly and her do. friend are downstairs having coffee. Yeah, her friend says, how are the kids? How are they holding up? How are they taking it? Holly's like, the kids are fine. Eric's at school and Brian is uh, cutting all of the legs off all the beds. Yeah, normal, normal kid stuff. It's fine. He has a saw that I'm just letting him use unsupervised because yeah. beats becoming an ex-murderer in 10 years. There's still time. On. He already killed someone. He did already kill someone. They did come back to life immediately. But he didn't know that that was what was going to happen. No. And what what does she mean? He might become an ex-murderer in 10 years, Holly. You don't know that. Yeah. Cutting the legs off of the beds now does not necessarily prevent that from happening. No, I never did that, and I'm also not an ex-murderer. In fact, it might be an indication yeah, if that he that is going to happen. becomes a murderer in the future, Yeah, they're going to look back at this and be like, yeah, when he was 11, he cut all of the legs off of the beds in his house. But refused to explain why. Yeah. And I did nothing. Get it together, Holly. So 
then we're back to Monster World where Snick is yelling at Maurice because apparently the plan was to make Brian one of them. Yeah, and Snick is mad that Brian got away. Yes. And that's it. Back to back to Brian. Yeah, he says he's yelling something about boy. Boy wanted him. This might be the point where he says boy can go play with himself. It it's all kind of confusing, but Yeah. He's referring to boy again. Anyway, yeah, back ba- to Brian. Back in the real world, Brian gives Eric a flashlight. Uh-huh. He like sets it next to his bed. Yes. And you know, Brian thinks that the monsters can't get into the house because he has cut all the legs off the bed, so there's no way for them to get in. Right. But we see that Snick comes in through unfolding the couch. This mm-hmm. is a pull-out bed. Yep. So he can crawl out from under there. Yes. Then we hear Eric yelling, uh-huh. and suddenly he's gone. Yes. And Holly is looking for him. Holly comes and wakes Brian up and is like, have you seen your brother? Yeah. Do you think he went to find your dad? Yeah, he wouldn't have done that, right? Maybe he's at Todd's house. I'll go call Todd's house. Right. Brian sticks his head in Eric's room and sees that the flashlight that he gave him has been smashed. So he knows that a monster came and grabbed him. Yes. So he takes off for Todd's house. Yeah. He's got a backpack ready to go. Goes out the front door, bolts, heads for Todd's house. Now Holly's going to be like, where are both of my children? Yeah. Oh, great. Now Brian's gone. Leave a note. Right. So Brian goes. He's knocking on Todd's window. He's like, I need your help. Todd is like, I'm not helping you. You're one of them. Yeah. (laughs) And Brian's like, we have to we have to go because they have Eric. Yep. He's like, who has Eric? The monsters! The little monsters! They aren't really little. They I mean, fucking s- some of them are. Shoehorned that in there. I know. Yeah. Unnecessary. So then we go to Kirsten's house. Kirsten is looking like a classic 90s babe. Yeah, reading a book in bed with her little flashlight. It's cute. Yeah, it's got her long red tresses that I would give anything for. Yep. And she starts hearing pebbles getting thrown at her window. Yep, so he open, she opens the window and Brian's like, hey, it's me. Mm-hmm. I need some lights. Can you get me into the light closet at the school? Yeah. And she's like, okay. Sure. And then she gets dressed and lets Brian and Toad in her room? Yeah. And then Brian explains what's happening. Right, and Kirsten's like, there's no way. There's no science to prove this. Right, Whatever. I don't believe you. But Brian's like, ha, watch this. And he sticks his arm under her bed. Yes. And it goes through the floor. Kirsten says, holy shit. Yeah. Because this movie's rated PG. Right. Then we go to the school, which I know that she has a key to the supply closet, but she, the whole school, she can just get into the school at night. If we've learned anything doing this podcast, it's that schools in the 80s and 90s had very little security. <sighs> Clearly. <laughs> Maybe that's just, she just says, the skeleton, skeleton key. key. Uh, this opens any door. To everything, yeah. So they make a very bright light using all of the lights in the closet. Yes. And Kirsten says, you must know a lot about electricity to do that. How come you always get Fs in science? Uh, let's go. <laughs> he just doesn't answer. He does not. He looks very shifty and then goes, let's go. So they form a plan mm-hmm. of how they're going to get Eric back. Yep. And then Brian tells them that, they have to get out of Monster World by sunrise, so he sets his watch for 6.19 a.m. Yeah, so what happens if they, they have don't? time, they'll turn into monsters. How does he know this? Just because he's turning into a monster? No, I think uh, Maurice told him at some point. Okay. Because the one time that he was like, oh, oh it's, it's almost time for my dad to get up. Yeah. And Maurice was like, oh, and if you don't get out of here before sunrise, you'll never be able to leave. Oh, okay. So... Yes. Todd and Kirsten are apprehensive. But... Yeah, because Todd's like, oh, there's a chance we may not come back. Yeah. And he's like, do you still want to go? Todd's like, yeah, yeah. Eric's my best friend. Eric's my best friend. And Kirsten's like, I'm going in the name of science. Yep. 
I'm, I'm glad they have their own motivations, you know? Yeah. And, and so... Then they go. Under the bed they go. Yeah. Todd and Kirsten fall down very far, but Brian floats down gently. Because he's mostly monster now. Yep. <sighs> so Brian and gang go in, zapping every monster they see, using a flashlight. They just turn a light on them. Yep. And then they leave the flashlights on top of their clothes pile so that they can't get up. It's pretty smart, but like, damn, they didn't do nothing. I know, and it kind of makes me feel bad. I know. Like, they could probably, like, just walk in. Yeah. Nobody here likes Snick or the boy, so. Right. Anyway, they, they head to the big staircase. Yeah, and, like, monsters are following them, but they all know to avoid this staircase, so. Again, yeah, they could have just gone there. Yeah. And not bothered anybody. Whatever. And save their flashlights. Exactly, yeah, because everybody was just upset that there was a flashlight. Like, they should have just not, they could have just snuck in, you know? Brian could have just been like, hey, where's Maurice? Hey, I'm here for, you know, whatever. Right. Unnecessary. But. Then we meet Boy. Who is a man. Who is a man. Yeah, yikes. Yike. Brian is screaming at him, so he's like, they're, they're, they've gone up the stairs, but there are still, like, more stairs to get to him, and they're at the bottom of them, and Boy is standing at the top of them, and they're, like, yelling at each other, and. Yes. Dressed in his, like, schoolboy uniform. Yeah, and Boy is like, Brian, you could stay here. You could be in charge of everything. You could be my pal. He's creepy as shit. Yeah. And you kind of, like, the the camera, like, moves around from the front of his face to the back of his head, and you see that, like, his skin is only sort of, like, stapled on to this weird monster. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is a cool concept. Right. And you see that the palms of his hands don't really fit right, so, like, the creepy stuff is, like, showing through. Yeah, his, like, his features are too small for his body yeah he's like trying to be it, it's very like hellraiser cenobite and yeah, it's, cool. it's cool i don't know that it belongs in this movie no but it is cool and then we see that the boy has eric on a dartboard on a giant yeah child-sized dartboard mm-hmm. and he's like just stay with me and be my friend and i'll let everyone else go yep and brian's like no and you have 10 seconds to let my brother go uh-huh he counts down yep and he's the boy is throwing darts at Eric while he's counting down, so I don't know why he counted down, but... Just to give him a fair shake, <laughs> I guess. But, yeah, he's putting Eric's life in danger. I guess they're both kind of calling each other's bluff. Yeah, they're just playing I think that monster chicken. Like, boy doesn't really have any kind of idea of, like, what Brian is gonna do. Yeah. I don't know. But what Brian does is turn on his very big flashlight. Yep, which blows everyone away. And boy peels his face off. Yes. Great. Question... Yeah. Why don't the lights hurt Brian? Um, they're not pointed at him. Late, I mean, <laughs> there's no way he's not getting so, a little bit yeah. hurt. I don't know. Especially Maybe with all the running around they're doing and Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Cuz it's Nope, oh, good question. Uh-huh. Don't I don't have an answer. Well, some guns and traps and stuff start going off. Uh-huh. There's like drones. Well, they're like airplanes, like toy airplanes are like shooting at them. Yeah, and guns Kirsten- are happening. <laughs> like in this hallway between two bookshelves and there are these very tiny very slow moving saw blades coming at her through the floor but they're like an inch off the floor yeah. like she could just step over just them ju- just jump she's just like just jump. Ah! she like weirdly freezes up and they don't really address it boy yeah. calls her your like weird mute girlfriend or something like that because she yeah. hasn't said anything and then she doesn't say anything right and she doesn't say anything now nope and then in a minute she just starts talking again and it's like I don't get it. I, don't I feel know. like, again, I feel like they were going for something and then missed it. Yep. So the gang gets separated yep. and Brian tries to run up the stairs to get Eric, but Snick picks him up. Yep. And then drags him over to where Boy is and we see Boy's real face. 
which yeah. is horrifying. Yeah, and doesn't make a lot of sense. Nope. Because his eyeballs are like in the middle of his face and his mouth is right under it. Yeah, it's, he looks like a Goomba. Yeah, from he Super does. Mario Bros. Yeah, or like something from Beetlejuice. Yeah. Yeah. Like a horrifying mixture. Not in, The Goombas are kind of cute. Yes. This guy is not. But so Snick throws Brian down into a hole. And it, but it's full of like stuffed animals, so he doesn't get hurt. I don't yeah. really know why he did that. I don't know. It. I think they're just trapped in there, but it reminds me of the pit in Star Wars. Like the yeah. garbage pit that they all jump into. Yeah. But kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. But it's much softer. Meant to be a reference, but yeah. it's just full of stuffed animals. Mm-hmm. And Todd is there. And Kirsten. And Maurice. Yeah. And one of Maurice's horns is just hanging off. Yeah. Snick broke it earlier. Yeah. Because we heard them getting in a tussle and Maurice is like, I'm a horn. Oh, yeah. Which like, yank it off, man. Anyway. No, it's just another thing to rattle around and make more noise. true. He probably loves it. Yeah. Kirsten has an idea. She says, we can make a light if we take these pencils and this phone. There's just, like, stuff around that for some reason she can make a light out of. Right. But it does work. Yeah, it makes a light, and they're like, okay, we'll do that. Maurice will turn into clothes. For some reason, Brian won't. And then we'll push Maurice's clothes under the door, and then he can turn back into himself and unlock the door from the other side. Yeah, which he does. So they do that. He takes a second to be like, anybody knew how to pick a combination lock? <laughs> and they're all like, oh, no. Oh, God. And then he's like, hey, I'm just kidding, bud. Door opens. All right, let's go. Because he can't ever take anything seriously ever. That's not fair. He did take Brian's parents separating very seriously. Yes, he did. For one second. He used it all up for the day. So then they just go back to the school. Yeah, they just left Monster World. They just left. Bye. Where'd they go? Not through any of the beds in Brian's house. Nope. Maybe Kirsten's bed, I guess. But they they... just ran through the monster city with no repercussion. Yeah. I don't know. Nobody came looking for them. Anyway, so they leave. They go back to the school. They get more lights. Maurice goes to visit Ronnie Coleman for some reason. Up until... Okay, so this movie is goofy anyway, but like up until they get to the pit of stuffed animals, Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay. Yeah. From here on... Doesn't make any sense. What? Just unhinged. It's like they were writing the script and then they got to this part and they're like, oh, we have a deadline. Okay. <sighs> just, just fucking put something out. They Stephen Kinged this. <laughs> Real <they> bad. <laughs> In a big way. Yeah. So Maurice goes to visit Ronnie. The kids go get more lights. Then they go back to Monster World. Back and then to just... boys room. Yeah. No one stops them on the way. So it was like, what was the point of putting all those monsters under flashlights before when you could just walk through with no problem? Yeah. Except for that maybe no monsters contest them because we see that they are covered in light bulbs right so maybe the monsters were all just like oh we don't even need any fucking part of that yeah so they they get back to boys room the army is ready and waiting yeah the kids walk up again and they are just covered in light bulbs yeah head to toe and they have ronnie coleman with them yeah he's just there and they're like hey ronnie help us out and And does ronnie for some reason hooks their lights up to like a car battery yeah and all their lights turn on and boom snick and boy explode yep and catch fire yep and then brian's watch beeps because it's about to be sunrise yes. so they have to find eric and get out of there real quick yep we see that snick is a pile of clothes but he's still moving around yeah and we can hear him talking right so he's like all the bits of clothes are like inching towards back mm-hmm. towards each other yeah trying to put itself back together mm-hmm. so they find eric he's in a jack-in-the-box Yep. Pull him out. Start running for the door. Yep. But a lot of Snick is there. Yeah, most of him. He is like most of one leg and then his foot is underneath it. 
Yeah. Not attached. Yeah. But still, like, moving together. So, yeah. okay. And they're trapped because Snick obviously isn't going to let them go by. And they're like, I think they say, Ronnie, can you take him? And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> look, look at him. Yeah. I'm just a boy. But no worries, because Maurice has a flamethrower. What? Where did this come from? And he just sets Snick on fire. Yeah. And he's, that. that's it. That's fine. It's all good. Bye. Bye, Snick. Yeah. That's all. There's a flamethrower now. There's a flamethrower. He just had one. He just got one. So the kids run away. Yep. Heading back to the stairs. Yep. And all the little monsters throughout the city are excited because they all hated Snick and Boy, too. Boy's dead. Boy's dead. But they try to go up under a bed and it's like turned back to wood and they realize that it's because the sun has come up and they can't go back. Yeah. I feel like they ran past because when they first get to Monster World, Maurice explains like all these staircases go to different beds. Right. But they're trying to specifically get to Kirsten's bed. But they have a very short amount of time. So why would you not just pick the first bed that you saw? Right. Why are they trying to specifically go? Anyway, tension, I guess. Right. Yeah, they get there. They can't go through. It's too late. The sun's up. They're trying to add 10 more minutes to the movie. (sighs) Why? I don't know. So they're like, oh, that's it. We're monsters. This that's the end of us and ronnie's like that's fine i'm fine with that i'll just be a monster it's cool yeah and brian's like it's not cool with me i know what we should do go west right and they just start heading for a different city where the sun hasn't come up yet mm-hmm. they go all the way to la could yes. they not have just gone like five minutes west well, they try that they go to st louis oh the sun's already up in st louis we gotta go farther west they go to phoenix all oh, the sun's already up in phoenix like that's they keep trying to go to these different how cities. How time works. I know. Yeah, because Brian's watch just went off. And yeah. he said it with enough time, like, oh, the sun comes up at this time. Because it goes off and he's not like, we have to go now. He's like, we have to find Eric because we're running out of time. Right. So they have enough time. But yeah, so the, they're just, again, trying to add tension. And I guess trying to, again, show you this, like, oh, space and time are weird here in Monster World. And you can travel these. Yes. But yeah, so they go to st louis go to whatever they run past phoenix and they like they see a monster that's like smoking and she's like oh the sun oh the sun burned me and they're like oh sun's up in phoenix gotta keep going so they keep running and they eventually see a sign that says los angeles all right cool we can go there and yeah up through the bed they go they go through the bed which is just a man sleeping on the beach sleeping on the beach on a blanket but hey it'll any port in a storm as they say yeah they'll take it they start like marie starts picking the kids up and like handing them up through the hole or whatever uh-huh. and in this scene every kid that they pick up they go we're going home they're going home hey guys we're going home we're gonna go home are you ready to go home are <laughs> you excited fuck? to go home why what um, most of them have only been in monster world for like 10 minutes i know i mean i guess they're just the idea of being trapped in monster world forever was terrible they could say it one time they can all hear it they're all there together right anyway so it's Brian's turn. He's the last kid. Yeah. And he and Maurice share a very unnecessarily long and touching moment. Yeah. Moments. Where they're like, sure, gonna miss you, bud. And I'm like, where can, is Maurice going? Go, he can come visit you tomorrow. That you can't see him later. Yeah. Because it's not a one-time deal. We've learned Brian and Maurice have been hanging out for like a week now. Yeah. So why now they he can't come back tomorrow i'm sure brian could put the legs back on all the beds it's not like a permanent thing that he did you know he could come or back he later can come back through the couch bed yeah there's you know. there's options 
But it's it takes so fucking long. It's so long, and the kids keep being like, "Hey, the sun's coming up." Hey, br- hey, Brian, the sun's coming up. Uh, Brian, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah." One second, and he's just like, "I'm, I'm gonna miss you too. You're, you're my best friend in the whole world." And oh, you're my best friend too, bud. Here, let me give you my jacket. It's like, uh, stop, stop, stop. None of this is fucking necessary. Because again, why are they trying to be sad? I Maurice is right know. there. He's gonna be there forever. Like, yeah, I don't understand. Because he even says like, "Hey, where there's a bed, there's a way." Like, don't forget. And I'm just like, I don't, I, don't, I don't fucking get it. I don't either. I don't fucking get it. But then he finally, you know, they do their secret handshake incredibly slowly. Yeah. And then they make out. <laughs> just kidding. But that would be more interesting than what's happening. Yeah. So Brian finally climbs through the hole onto the beach and they're all like, we made it. We did it. Yay. They go running off towards the ocean. Yeah. They just go, go play in the waves. Run to the water. Yeah. Woo. And then finally, Brian calls their mom. Yeah. And is like, Mom, I've got Eric. Uh, we're in Malibu. Come get us. She says Massachusetts. He says California. Yeah. The end. The end. I've, there are so many questions that we just don't even have time to ponder. We got a minute. <laughs> give me give me a couple of them. Because I literally I have three trivia. So uh, I know I saw. There's no information. About there's this no movie. information. Most movies you go, you look on their Wikipedia page. There's a production subheading tells you a little bit about how this movie was made. Yeah, this movie doesn't even have one. It has plot, cast, soundtrack, release, reception. Yeah, that's it. Release and reception are both a paragraph. Mm. They do not want to tell you anything about this movie because no one wants to admit that they made it. I know. I was surprised that it was still... It's just, like, on Netflix. Yeah. Like, who is paying for that? <laughs> Why? Who's watching know. it? I don't know. Roger Ebert didn't even review it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He said, I don't, I'm not even looking at it. I would love to hear what he has to say about this movie. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I mean, normal stuff. Replay, rewind. No, thank you. No, thank you. Did it make you cry? No. Absolutely not. Would I rewrite it? Yes. yes. It's just Monsters, Inc. You just rewrite it to be Monsters, Inc. It kind of is just Monsters, Inc., isn't it? Yeah, pretty it's much. Like, I just think that it's a really cool idea. It's just, like, not executed well, and they, like, just half-assed so much. They did. They they surely did. Yeah. Uh, It had a budget of $7 million. That's a lot. It did not gross 800000 Oh. It, 793 Did not even make $800,000. Yeah. Uh, it has a 44 on Rotten Tomatoes. That's not that bad. It's fine. I think yeah. a lot of people maybe watched the first hour. Yeah. <laughs> Did not watch the end. And they're like, oh, I see where this is going. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Quickly, I want to get through this trivia because there is something I want to talk about at the end. Okay, I'm ready. Daniel Stern would later go on to do the voiceover for adult Fred Savage in The Wonder Years. So I oh. thought that was cute that they worked together and they were the same person. Yeah, that's cute. Uh, the scene, apparently the scene where Daniel Stern is like tickling Fred Savage was uh, like ad-libbed. Oh. So that's actually like Fred Savage like giggling like eee. So that was cute. It made it slightly less like weird, I guess. Yeah. Just that Daniel Stern was like trying to just like be a cute dad. Yeah. This is Ben Savage's first movie, which is pretty obvious. Cute. But it's very adorable. He's cute. He did a good job. He really did. And yeah, Howie Mandel just hated making this movie. Why did he, had he to... even agree to make it? I really don't know. Was he that broke? I, mean, I don't know. I feel like he was up and coming at the time, you know? He yeah. was like, I don't think he would have been in this movie if he weren't a big name. You know what I mean? Right. He would have been like, who's this nobody in this weird movie? Yeah. I feel like Howie Mandel is the draw. Yeah. But he hated it. Um, He had to be in the makeup chair for four hours. Oh. And he does not like being touched because he has OCD and also ADHD. Yeah. So he's being touched for four hours and also has to sit still. 
And then it took an hour to take the makeup off. So it's five hours a day that he's spending in the chair getting touched by people he doesn't know. He was just fucking miserable. And also he was like, it was hot. It's a bunch of latex. I was just uncomfortable the whole time. Yeah, I'm sure. Which is also probably why he's fidgeting around so much. Yeah. Because he's uncomfy as fuck. I hope he got paid like three million of that seven million. (laughs) I hope so too. Because it sounds terrible. It really does. Uh, Do you have some questions? Anything that you... Like, what's what's your most pressing before I bring it down real sad here in a minute oh no i know i don't know there's so many why did they go get ronnie coleman truly what does he have to do with anything i don't know i what what did maurice say to him to convince him yeah to come with them hey your friends are in trouble yeah they're not your friends he doesn't like them hey i'm a monster that you've never met i'm the one who put piss in your apple juice come help me yeah maybe it was these you want to get back at whoever put piss in your apple juice why is ronnie suddenly like a changed man who's like willing to help and like talk to these kids like i don't get it his whole arc is very strange speaking of ronnie though i think it would be really cool if he had a great time doing this and, and he did decided stay. to stay yeah he was like no this is this is my calling yeah he was like yeah. fuck it i you know i hate my life uh-huh. That's, bullies usually don't have a great home life you know and he's like okay i'm just gonna yeah stay here I'll and just, i'll do this yeah that might be the best theory that yeah that would have been a way better way for it to end because it yeah. would make more sense for his character to be like oh i can bully people forever yeah he I'm would love it. it yeah i'll stay here you guys go yeah yeah i don't get it yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand Brian's character. I, is he mean? Is he not? Is he well intentioned? Right. Does he learn anything? Does he like? Why does he care about the baby, but not like messing up anybody else's life? Yeah, that's when he realizes that they've gone too far. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't either. Can they? They can obviously come out of anyone's bed. Yeah. Because for a minute, I was like, oh, maybe they can only get out of kids' beds. No. But that guy, they get out of. Yeah, full grown man on the beach. Chair on the beach, and that's like so it's barely a bed. So if they did get stuck, yeah. Could they come out of their parents' bed and be like, hey, here's what happened? As monsters? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Because Brian says, you know, he's like, What about me? My arm disappeared. And Maurice is like, Oh, that's sleep that off. You'll go back to normal. Right. That's not permanent. The only thing that's permanent is if you get stuck down here. If you get stuck. Then, but I mean, they would just be monsters. Yeah, and but tell could, their parents we're monsters now. Yeah, just so you know, so their parents obviously oh, they're yeah. gonna be sad, but they could just be like they wouldn't be questioning what happened to their kids. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, but they don't want to be monsters. No, it's not I know, okay but with I, them. But I was just like, I wonder if they could. Oh yeah, you I'm know? sure. Yeah, I'm sure they could have. Anyway, what's your depressing? Tell me the thing. So this person on Reddit, Reddit user King Bully Whiff or King Bully Wife, I'm not sure. Okay says this theory comes from my brother who has now ruined another part of my childhood this movie was a good part of your childhood apparently proposes that perhaps this movie is about child sexual abuse oh because i'm just gonna read it in its entirety so the themes and imagery that point to this possibly being true is one strange man child maurice steals a young boy away to a world where no one tells you what you can't do don't tell your parents about it hmm Two, the stolen child is from a broken or breaking home and is looking for a friend when he is taken advantage of. Mm. Three, the boy is taken, so Brian is taken under the pretense of friendship, but is eventually meant to be given to another, even stranger man-child, boy. Ah. Boy, by the way, wears a schoolboy outfit with knee-high socks. He also wears a young face to hide a literal monster underneath. 
Four, even assuming Maurice and the other little monsters are children, they are rounding up other innocent children to be used and abused by the two adults in their world, Snake and Boy. Yeah. Five, Brian only sees how awful their world is when they try to abuse a baby right in its crib and refuse to stop. Six, Boy kidnaps Brian's little brother Eric and keeps him obviously drugged and in a box. Yeah. When Brian refuses to submit, he tosses him into a box as well. Seven, the villains can only be defeated by shining a light on them and their Ah. actions. And then it includes some suggestive dialogue, including man's best friend, his right hand. Uh Uh-huh. Snick saying, you're scared of me, aren't you, Arnold? I like that. I love that. With deep, heavy breathing. Yeah, that part is so... I said that earlier. Yes. The part where he says, my knees hurt. Yeah. And Snick says, that's not the only thing that's going to hurt. Yeah. Uh, Maurice says, dead kids have limited potential, but I don't think boy would like damaged goods. Mm-hmm. Snick says, we almost had him, Maurice, and you let him get away. Boy sometimes gets lonely. He wanted to play with him. And Maurice says, why doesn't boy just play with himself? Yeah. And Snick answers, you bring a kid in here and tell him our secrets. If you can't get him, I will. Uh, Maurice says, where there's a bed, there's a way. <gasps> um, the point where at the end, Maurice is like, well, you better get up to the surface because you're going to get married pretty soon. Just referring that like he and Kirsten are like in love or whatever. But Brian's yeah. like, no, we're just friends because I'm 11. Right. Yeah. Boy saying, I'll let them all go if you stay and be my pal. Mm-hmm. It's all just... Uh, yeah, that feels... Uh, pretty heavy, gross. Heavy handed almost when you think about it that way. Yeah. And I mean, like, maybe they were just trying to make this like fun, lighthearted <laughs> monsters are the cause of all your problems as a child movie. Yeah. But that's a pretty compelling... But even, even that could be because often when kids are being abused they act out in ways right that get them in trouble yeah yeah Ugh. yeah i hate that fun <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't know i mean now i want to know yeah i mean there's no there's no information about it there's i mean i like googled stuff about it there's just not much about yeah the making of this movie i didn't go i'm gonna go look right now to see if the guy who directed it did anything else that's so weird. Ugh. Yeah, because I feel like the part where he says my knees hurt is just like too much. It's yeah, it's out of nowhere, and it's like from what? Yeah, what could possibly be the cause of this? And there's no explanation for it. Just yeah, and there's him no saying, explanation. I tried. I tried really hard, but my knees hurt. And Snick is like, I love how afraid of me you are. Yeah, and yeah, there's no explanation for what boy does or wants or you know what the actual purpose is if it isn't that you know it's never like yeah he just we need more monsters yeah play things right that is the explanation and not damaged goods yeah because he wants to turn them into monsters yeah yeah so that they can go bring him more monsters is this movie about dean coral (laughs) oh god because yeah, that's what predators do. They're like, let's hang out. You can, like, drink and smoke here. And right. This is a cool place to be. Yeah. Your parents won't tell you what to do. You can eat whatever you want. No, There's no rules here. You should go get more of your friends and they can ca- hang out here, too. I'm just looking up what else the writers have written. And okay. It's like Aladdin, Pirates of the Caribbean, Shrek. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fun. Uh, the guy who directed this also directed one episode of Tales from the Crypt. Oh. And a movie called The Process. He wrote Godzilla vs. Kong. Sweet. Uh, he did a lot of visual effects for a bunch of different movies, including Predator and Last Action Hero. 
But he hasn't done a lot. He's dead now, so we can't ask him. What the fuck? I just don't know. I don't know about this movie. I don't either, but this guy has written so many movies. Yeah. He wrote Small Soldiers. Which one? Small Soldiers, I remember being fucked up, too. I don't remember if it was this level of fucked up. Yeah. I just remember it being too dark. But he wrote, yeah. The first thing that he wrote was Little Monsters, though. Mm. I wonder if he did Little Monsters and he was like, no, I need a different blue guy. (laughs) Let's try Aladdin. That's so weird. Yeah, I, I did the Bucket Snake move and Googled Little Monsters Controversy and got a bunch of Reddit threads that were like, is this movie about pedophilia? Yeah. It seems to be. It seems to be. Cool. So. Well, b- now we know. Big sorry if you really liked this movie as a child. Yeah. It makes sense, though. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just wish that there had been more, if that was the plan. Yeah. Which I kind of fucking hope it was, because otherwise- what is happening what is happening yeah i wish there had been more resolution about it yeah because there's not they just kind of destroy boy and get eric back and they're like well we're friends now but there's i don't i don't get it yeah you know what what was maurice's motivation because he kind of has an arc where he like is good in that he Mm -hmm. saves them but he's also nice to brian the whole time yeah and when he does bad stuff it's like just the bad stuff that he's used to doing so it's yeah. not like he's like trying to fuck brian's life up he likes him and he could have made life a lot worse for him so i don't uh, i don't really know what his motivation is i don't either and then why they can't hang out again at the end there's no explanation given for that unless like, the metaphor is that like like maurice is abusing brian yeah i mean is he he's more like grooming him yeah is groom yeah is grooming him, to I be a, yeah to be abused because he's turning him into a monster he's teaching him how to be a monster here's how cool it is to be a monster see how there's no rules here yeah but so then it should have maurice got that way because it also happened to him right so there should have been more of like a sorry that i brought you into this and i'm glad that you can get out now like it's too late for me but i'm glad that you can go home oh yeah because if you don't leave by a certain time then you're stuck here forever and you're always traumatized and now you're gonna be a bad person too because this happened to you i guess it's just so is it like is it like if you get out then that is like yes you went through something bad but you have like moved on and you're not gonna be like bad to other people but if you get stuck here then that means that you're also an abuser yeah like the cycle continues i guess yeah i don't like thinking about it (laughs) no <laughs> no nope what the fuck howie mando yeah yeah what's he doing can we ask him he's alive fred savage is alive. well fred savage was a kid when he made this yeah let's, let's get howie mandel on the phone and be like we have questions we're gonna have to put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode yeah probably should for sure we have 31 year old questions yeah howie yeah so well, that's it bye that is it <laughs> thank you sorry sorry if this is for some reason the first episode you picked out they're not all like this most of them are fun um (laughs) most of them most of them we promise there's you go listen to land before time i'll cry oh like if uh, yeah if that's what you think is fun at least it's it's more fun i wasn't traumatized whatever If, if if we haven't scared you away yeah you know you can go listen to it you can also find us on Instagram and Tumblr at Replay Rewind Podcast or Twitter at Replay Rewind Pod, or you can email us at Replay Rewind Podcast at gmail.com. If we haven't scared you away, you can go listen to us on Stitcher or Google or Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Hopefully. Please. <laughs> I'm yeah. Sorry. 
follow, subscribe. If you have the ability to rate or review, that would be amazing. It really helps other people find this podcast so we can review their favorite movies as well. This is what we do here. Um, be sure to check out our Patreon. Please. Patreon.com slash Replay Rewind Podcast. We have bonus episodes. Yeah. Full-length episodes about movies that don't quite fit into the kids' movie category. Yeah, we'll send you a sticker. We'll shout your name out on the show. More bonus episodes where we rewrite movies. Yeah. Where we play a little game where we get stuck with rewriting a movie in a weird way. I think we're going to have to rewrite this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just get rid of it. Or just get rid of it. That's it. Thank you. Th- just thank you. And I'm sorry. And thank you. In the meantime, <laughs> stay fresh. Cheese bags. And don't forget to reduce, reuse, recycle, replay. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.